Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money for my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise your podcast. That means that you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm forward slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. For a limited time at Sprint, get $50 for each new phone you lease when you switch. That's right. You'll get $50 for each new phone on a prepaid MasterCard issued by MetaBank member FDIC. Just register for the card online and you're good to go. Get a network built for unlimited and a great price at Sprint. It's the best of both worlds. And get $50 on a prepaid MasterCard for each phone you lease. Visit a Sprint store this weekend only for sizzling Sprint Saturday deals. Card terms, conditions, and expiration apply. Blog Talk Radio. I don't need you with a bad leg doing a break. You're too damn selfish. And that's why you're sitting there with a bad leg. And that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. Hey, I'm here with Iron Mike Tyson. What did you think of the Royal Rumble match? What do you think of Stone Cold? And this man, Cold Stone is my man. He won. Gallows, Anderson, nerds. Yeah, we are driving. What's next for the Battle Club? Um, well, I think Prince Devitt, or, uh, <laughs> World Domination. There you go. I think Finn Balor's going to win the Elimination Chamber for one day. Mark Henry going right to Ahmed Johnson. And Mark Henry is handling the big Johnson with those clubbing tree-like arms. McMahon, i got a question for you. What's that? What's the name for the two bomb angels? Uh, unfortunately, I... Uh, I can't speak Japanese all that well. I mean, I might want a date later tonight, and I might want to approach one of these girls. What do I call them, a bomb angel? No, let's call the one in the ring pink and the one out on the apron. Let's call her red, I guess. Oh, that's real clever. Well, what else are you going to do? Pink in the ring, the pink angel. He's going to win the Royal Rumble. Yeah, the British Bulldog. I've got a history in Royal Rumbles, and tonight I'm going to remake history by winning this night's Royal Rumble tonight because I'm bizarre. This is WrestleCast Radio with your host, Ryan Cook. Three, four weeks in a row on SmackDown. The Bludgeon Brothers or the Usos would wrestle, and then they would cross paths with the next team would wrestle in the following match. Yeah. And now the Usos are wrestling the New Day. Did they forget? Like, once again, who doesn't read this stuff? That, oh. Oh, man. I'm so mad. And Alex Mello. You know, we're doing a last man standing match, a garage or uh, garbage can match, or, you know, <laughs> ambulance and a pole match. You know, like... Can you escape death match? Like, are we even going to even get that showdown where Braun finally goes over? I think that's a bigger passing of the torch. Instead of Brock and Roman, it should be Brock and Strowman. Good afternoon. Evening. Late hey, evening. I'm all for a Roman Strowman just due to the fact that he beats Roman Reigns. So, as long as we keep that streak going, I'm fine with that. 
let's 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 not uh let's not kid ourselves. Roman must pose, right? Is that kind of the new? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Maybe he'll be arrested for attempted murder, you know, what, twice now? Maybe the New Orleans PD will finally get their, you know, stuff together and, and arrest them. If Roman Reigns would just hang out with Jeff Hardy, I think everything would be okay. WrestleCast, <laughs> <laughs> oh. baby, cold open, sir. Or we coming at you. We coming at you almost as hard as this is going to be the running theme tonight, guys. So, Demetrius, this is why I wanted you to call or I tried calling you but I thought you were maybe on the, the duty machine when I called your store phone. <laughs> but uh I I wanted to make sure that you weren't gonna uh freak out when you hear this, but this is gonna happen a lot tonight. Uh Zach Saber Jr., ladies and gentlemen. Why not though? Who's trying to now, dickhead? <laughs> <laughs> the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. He was so so happy. <laughs> we have so much wrestling and just when I thought it was safe to say that we're just having nothing, but I mean, we have, there's five New Japan shows and there's three WWE shows, four if you want to count, 205 Live, five NXT. Um, but then I looked and I found 10 news articles that I had to put on here that are worth talking about. I called it the 10 count. Maybe it can be a weekly segment. We can get some cool little whippersnapper so, sound of like. So no like New the, Japan no, there since they go 20, right? <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm super excited because this is a great concept. Uh, ten counts. I'm going to put myself on mute now. <laughs> I have no idea what he's doing. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just excited to talk pro wrestling. I'm excited. It's a great this night. Been hey, such... you know why? Because I can hold my liquor better than Jeff Hardy. Not Not four years ago, but hey, now... I'm in a better spot than Jeff Hardy. And uh, I'm crushing the competition where I'm at, just like Sonata crushes Japanese tables. But we'll get into that into the second fall there. Yeah. We now know that Sonata is officially the number two guy in that stable because he broke a Japanese table last night. Yeah. Which With I didn't ease. think was humanly possible. Yeah. No joke. He just, he's like, hey, Chuck <laughs> Taylor, I'm going to heave you through this thing and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, Fantastic main event. We're we're, we're going to be talking. Mm-hmm. Basically, we'll run you down the the eight quarterfinal matches. Uh, a couple little undercard matches from the New Japan Cup, but we're not going to spend too much time dissecting all those. There's a couple matches I told Alex about that I wanted him to check out when he gets time. Uh, it really stood out to me on the undercards. Otherwise, we'll talk the the eight quarterfinal matches in the second fall including a couple upset that knocked out two of our picks yeah. when we were analyzing this last week, but they do this every year in the new Japan cup. So it was to be expected a little bit uh, as well as going over that amazing 46 anniversary show. It's just like last year, guys, if you, if you don't think it's a big deal, it's not on the, the wrestle kingdom dominion G one finals, Sakura Genesis type show. And you think it's more of a Duntaku type show. You're wrong. This show delivers every year. We saw it last year with Okada versus Tiger Mask W. This year we saw Okada versus Osprey, which was just just a tremendous Did match. Did we ever? <laughs> uh, Togi Makabe not only put out the best performance I've seen since his never feud with Ishii in like 2014. I mean, this this is how good Makabe was. But Minoru Suzuki literally continuing his run as one of the MVPs of this year. I still cannot believe that my dad is is a front runner for MVP for me. 
Uh, I'm so glad. We saw the heavyweight debut for Taichi against Tetsuya Naito. Yeah. Let me tell you something, Alex. I like Taichi with, when there's no shenanigans. I love this match. Yoshihashi I mean, there was still on... some shenanigans, but not, not yes. a plenty. The entrance was in 82 minutes. Um, back to the Suzuki thing really quick. He made his return in 2017, correct, at New Year's Dash? Yep, last year's New Year's Dash. So this guy has had probably one of the best resurgences that I could probably think of of an older wrestler in quite some time. Am I am I wrong? Yeah, it's I mean, he came back and you know, he put up with a lot of that BS Yano match crap that they were doing for a yeah. while. But I tell you what, you look at his G one run last year, you look at his two mm-hmm. matches he had with Okada. Yep. This, I mean, and then you know, carrying into this year, him and Goto at Russell Kingdom was tremendous. Mm-hmm. Him and and for him, him to go, you know, put him over, you know, for d- doing the the samurai, you know, out for his hair, you know. Again, yeah. the, the guy, you tell me to keep watching, and and unfortunately, I did not watch um, the the anniversary show, but I remember you were hyping it uh, for the, for the last couple of days. But honestly, I think I might go back and do like a Minoru. Uh, type of rundown like the the volume of 2017 and 2018 you'll have to give me like five or six quality matches i have seen the okadas but that makabe man i'm excited to watch it was always tremendous and you know as per what suzuki's been doing he hit that that giant running drop kick that about took makabe's head off uh ala what he did to go to at wrestle kingdom (laughs) makabe bumped on his like hip he got kicked so hard he couldn't even like bump right it was it was just brutal, but everything Suzuki's been doing is so good. Um, I think I saw this in this last week the two best Yoshihashi matches I've ever seen in my life. Uh, his match with with Kota Ibushi we'll get into later at the in the Jacob New Japan Cup was tremendous, and his mm-hmm. match with Sonata at the 46th anniversary show was just tremendous as well. Mm-hmm. And then kind of what we talked about last week, the, the three-way junior match, LIJ, Suzuki, doing a Rapungi 3K, completely delivered. Ooh. Every one of these matches, I mean, this, this final stretch, I went three and three seven five to four and a half on the whole stretch. I mean, it was tremendous. We'll get into all that. Third fall, obviously, Ron, SmackDown, maybe some 205 Live, but I don't know, this week we got so much to talk about. But Alex, I'm curious to hear your thoughts when we get there, because I know you dropped the no spoilers in the chat. So I figured you were watching it later. Uh, have you yes, fully completed yep. fast lane? Uh, yes. I just finished the Charlotte Oscar match or whoops. Spoiler Charlotte Ruby Riot match. Um, I caught the, the, I caught the six, the six pack challenge lights, Coors, Budweiser, whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, title match last night. So, and I caught everything okay. else after. So, so I'm all I'm, good. I'm intrigued when we get there because I tell you what, uh, low key so far, one of the best shows that the East probably produced in a full calendar year. Yeah. It's, you know, and I'm looking at my scores and my scores may not reflect everything, but I tell you what, when you look at the WWE aspect where they don't focus on the wrestling aspect of the show, I had two, three and a half star matches and a four star match on this card. And you know I, why, ladies and germs, keyword, spoiler alert, it's time. 
<laughs> and they were given this, time. <laughs> we we also gave you guys a couple things that we were mad about and that we thought were going to happen and should happen, and everything happened. So if you listen last week, we told you this is the route they're going to go on a couple things or they should go. They listen to us. And maybe that's why I was so into it is because that's what I just wanted to see, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, but let's break here so we can come back. We're, we're already, we're already rocked 10 minutes off our show here. Uh, we, we got, a we got a lot of news to talk about and I'm going to try as hard as we can to try to, get us through this as fast as we can so we can we can have a good amount of I want at least a half hour for the E and a half hour for New Japan so I'm going to try to get us through this real quick before we play some great sponsors here tell you about FM, FML Studio or Solutions and uh, the rest of our shows and sponsors I gotta I gotta remind y'all one last time one thing why not though who's tranquilo now dickhead <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Not, and, and you know what? For those of you that don't know Zach Saber, and if you don't know, now you know. We'll be right back. Wrestlecast. Looking to get a head start on deer hunting season? Let FML Solutions point you in the right direction. Hi, Alex from Strong Style Media here, letting our listeners know deer season just got a heck of a lot easier. FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand that only takes 30 minutes to assemble and disassembles with no tools required. The best part, though, is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. FML Solutions is a made-in-the-USA product manufactured right here in Minnesota. Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit FMLSolutionsInc.com to learn more about this innovative deer stand. Most people would consider this illegal. 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 What was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate, baby, you get strong style media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company, and I'm here to tell you, that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best in radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got WrestleCast. We got your sports knowledge covered with SportsCast. You like movies? The pop cultures are where it's at. And for all your local hip-hop, so the sound radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher. Google Play, Radio Tune, and that more. We are Strong Style. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. You won't see these folks at the post office. They have businesses to run. They have passions to pursue. How do they avoid trips to the post office? Stamps.com mail letters, ship packages, all the services of the post office right on your computer. Get a four-week trial, including postage and a digital scale. Go to Stamps.com today. Hey, Alex Mello here, host of The Pop Culturist on the Strong Sound Media Network, inviting you to join myself alongside Half Pint's Kyle Adams as we discuss all the latest news and reviews in movies, music, and television. 
Check us out every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time here on blogtalkradio.com. Also, you can check out the Pop Culturist archives on Blog Talk Radio, Search Bar, Strong Style Media, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play to hear all the eclectic offerings here at Strong Style Media. We are conglomerates. What are we looking at here? Lists all over the safety thing. Third-party background checks for drivers. 24-7 trust and safety team. Critical response line. All right, list. Two can play at this game. What if we had a safe word? What about boba? No. What if you actually wanted boba? It's got to be more exotic. What's your wife's name? Oh, Barbara? Safe word's Barbara. <laughs> I like that. Okay. <laughs> Don't mess with Johnny be bad, okay? He looks Dude, like little Richard. <laughs> I'm so angry now. A for two things. B, I used to like Johnny be bad. I'm not gonna lie, watching those WCW Saturday nights, you would have that shooting, you know, gun full of confetti. I'm like, oh it's see, I thought more like Rip Taylor, more so Even than little, little Richard, Richard, I guess. <laughs> uh, but listening to the uh, the Conrad Thompson produced wrestling podcasts uh, that are sweeping a nation, um, and them talking about why Dusty created him just because he looked like a little Richard, I had no idea. A, that's what that theme song was because apparently it just left my brain. And B, it's literally in the song, which makes me even more annoyed because that guy is like straight Italian Greek. <laughs> he got a mean left hook. Got a man. I was dying. I was like, I need to get some WCW that has that terrible theme music of the same guy who does the they call in the natural for Dustin Rhodes. I'd say two weeks if you're up to it. We do like on a late night, like a late Friday night when you're back from work. We do a. Uh, a live show where we watched the last episode of Nitro since it did end in March. Man, it, it, yeah, the last Nitro I think was on my birthday or the day before my birthday or something like that. Yeah, I think it Which was like the twenty fifth or twenty sixth. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. I, I didn't. Hey, I, I remembered it was before Mania, but like it, I was scrolling through and I was like, wow, that was the last Nitro. Granted, it's well, not like a historical significant year. I mean, it's only, what, 17 years. But I don't know. Just a thought. You know, extra content. Hey, man, I, I don't work till midnight anymore. So, I mean, we we could do it whenever on, on Fridays now, which is nice. <laughs> we we close at 8. <laughs> yeah. I will do it on one condition, Alex. One condition. What's that? Can I say this? Why not, Doug? <laughs> Not only can you say that, but we are going to license that quote and uh, trademark it off of ZSJ. And we're going to merch that because that's the greatest oh thing ever. God. Yeah, the we're elder Will Osprey. My God. 
I that love was... that as we go to commercial break when it's like, if you don't know, you're like, Will Ospreay? <laughs> For like two years, I got those guys. I was like, it's the same guy, right? Literally thought they were the same person for two years. <laughs> not a day, not a week, not eight months, two years. Uh, Demetrius says, expletive, Johnny B. Bad. No. <laughs> he, was, he was feeling the, the mean laugh hook. <laughs> All right. Now that, now that we've uh, taken away 20 minutes of the hour, we're finally talking some wrestling. I'm excited here. Uh, oh, man, we got... All right, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take this really fast here. What what you got? What you got? I'm in the zone. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> we had, uh, thank you for the call. Uh, screaming the Ken Shamrock at us. <laughs> um, getting right into it. The big thing that I saw here, um, Brock Lesnar. We we obviously know. That's your, big, that's your big one, huh? No, that was just the first one I wrote down, so I was just okay. trying to go in order so I didn't skip anything. <laughs> gotcha. I, uh, I have 10 uh, tabs open on my phone, and I have them in order according to the way I wrote these things down. So nice. these are in no particular order, so we can kind of get in and get out with a lot of these probably. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you can't do both. They don't want to work together. It's too hard. Big money fight with John Jones is kind of in, in Brock Lesnar's future. Do you think he's going to leave and take this fight with Jones, even though he's, he probably doesn't beat John Jones? Or, well, maybe. I mean, you never know. Why, I know why is that match even happening? we got to wait two years for that at the minimum, don't we, due to his uh, John Jones's trial, what, a, a month ago or his sentence? I think he just can't fight in Nevada. Is this a fight that we even care about? Why is Dana White even going to bring John Jones after he brought him back twice? After Jones says that he was clean and good, and then for him to do that? If I was Dana White, I would make sure this fight, A, never happens, and B, Brock Lesnar, I, no. I, I would say the schedule, schedule-wise, schedule it's pretty much about the same. He do, is what average match in the WWE in the last two years was what three minutes, if that. Probably, yeah. He, he's, he's going three rounds, you know, at at a uh, minimum, you know, in the UFC. Training is a lot more strenuous. The guy can grow a lumberjack beard and you know gain twenty pounds and still look like he's gonna murder uh, all your cattle. <laughs> so I mean, it's, it's for the fact that you know. I think he sticks with the E. I think you have a little bit more to that character, uh, especially with Roman Reigns <clears throat> calling him out uh, a few shows back. Two things I look at is, one, I could see Vince not wanting – part of the reason he doesn't want to pair up is I could see after he failed the steroids or that steroid test against Mark Hunt that he doesn't want to deal with that in his company. But I also see Lesnar using the John Jones mega fight as a way to leverage more money out of Vince for his contract. So I think it's kind of a standstill as to what is that really a on. mega fight? Do fans it's care all, about John Jones sell. anymore? Yeah. It'll really for the simple fact that you're marketing Brock Lesnar versus John Jones is going to sell a ton of fights. It's not 2011 or, or, like, or 2010. I'll, I'll say this. I haven't ordered a pay-per-view since UFC 200, I think, or whatever the CM Punk one was, which was like maybe 202. I would order mm-hmm. Lesnar John Jones, and really? I don't even watch it really anymore. Yeah, just just for the fact, I would love to see if Brock Lesnar could beat John Jones punk ass. 
Like that's literally uh, I don't the know. only reason I'm intrigued. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, not a huge thing, not a huge thing. We're gonna close that. My thing with Lesnar, and and the reason why I'm I'm not opposed to Lesnar leaving the WWE is because of the average match of being under two minutes. You know, it, to me yep. that does nothing. I love the Lesnar of old. I love the Lesnar Cena matches where even you know. Even during the uh, the origin of Suplex City at SummerSlam, where that went, you know, what, 16 minutes, where 14 of that was Cena getting suplexed, that's something I'd rather see than a two-minute squash, I suppose. Um, but I, that's, that's tough. You know, he's going to go UFC, and I guess there's really nothing else we can really do about that. Hey, it's, do you want to watch a John Jones fight, or do you want to see a program against Bobby Lashley? Oh, neither. <laughs> there you go. Just Honestly, the neither. With it. Yeah. <laughs> um, April 27th at the King Abdullah Sports City in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. They will be doing a 50-man Royal Rumble. Uh, Man, first question in. before I break the rest of this down is, um, obviously, rumor is this is going to be on the network. They're going to really try to make this a big deal, pull out all the stops. I don't blame them if you're going to advertise this. You're going into a new new country to do it, a new venue. You're going to want to draw a ton of fans. Um, and something like this, I think, would draw. And I think going mm-hmm. to Saudi Arabia, I don't think they've really done shows there. So I think it's a nice new market. So I'm all for this. I think that's a great idea to, you know, to keep expanding. But my question is, does this tarnish the Royal Rumble for the fact that they're going to do one not at the Royal Rumble? Um, Not a battle royal. This is an actual royal. Uh, It doesn't say that. It just says, I I don't know, maybe they'll win like a bag full of money like Andre used to win. So what the hell's the difference between a battle royal and a royal rumble? What, 20 people instead of 30 back in the day? Really? They all start at the same time. They're all in the ring together. Oh, true, true, true. Yeah, you're right. Uh, No, I I don't think this affects the the, the landmark original Royal Rumble we see every January. I think, like you said, it's a new market. It's something new. So you've got to have something where you could get all your – and the most important thing is all your workers are going to get paid. Whether, you know, they're, yeah. they're from the E, they're from NXT, I'm sure they're going to try to get talents over in the Middle East there, you know, near Saudi Arabia. Arabia, You know, they're going to try to get people from that market, so it's going to be a showcase for them, which I think is a win-win there uh, for both parties. Um, so, no, I, I, I don't think it'll affect it. There's not going to be okay. a title shot on the line, anything like that. That's like introducing a, a stupid North American title for your NXT. Oh, <laughs> you know, I love the idea of a secondary title. I was just, I don't know if I like the idea of it being the North American, North American, because I mean, granted they travel overseas, you know, three times a year, four times a year, but no, we don't need a North American. Just name it the damn television title for damn sake. There you go. Shout out to uh, Caleb Wallace former uh, NWA World North American Champion. Uh, that was my E-Fed character back in, like, 2001. <laughs> I was pretty tight. Um, second question on this Royal Rumble thing. Chris Jericho is rumored that he is signed on to do this. We don't know if it's a one-time thing or a permanent base. With him possibly doing this Rumble and saying he's done with New Japan for now. What does this do for Dominion June 9th with the rumored Naito match, you think? 
Ooh, obviously they're going to push it till uh, Wrestle Kingdom when we're there. Uh, oh, yeah, Radio, yeah. Strong Style Media. Um, no, uh, when's this uh, Saudi Arabia 50-man yeah, yeah. battle Royal Rumble? Uh, April 27th. So, I mean, it's plenty of time before Dominion. Oh, oh man, that'd be yeah, so cool. No, I don't think it'll Nido, Jericho at, the, at Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> man, I just thought about that. Um, I I I would say why can't you do both? Hell, he'll be wrestling on a cruise ship three months after you know Dominion, <laughs> anyways. So I mean, it's Jericho. I think he's he's earned enough credit uh, where he can be a an actual freelance free agent. You know, I mean, Cody Rhodes, you know, Young Bucks, you know, kind of in the same boat as well. But you know, Jericho, he's the he's the Almighty. He's the Ayatollah. He could do whatever the hell he wants. And end of sentence. I thought your big star <laughs> would have been the great Kali. I thought that was going to be your your big. Well, that's um. Comeback star. That's uh, India. Why well, not Saudi? But, you know, is I mean, is is he big in Saudi Arabia like India? Because that's yeah. a different cult. That's like a whole. If different I was ethnicity. Saudi Arabia, I'd probably be big too. Racially <laughs> ambiguous, man. <laughs> Uh, speaking of always trying to do big things, uh, Jeff Hardy totaled his 2016 Cadillac, <laughs> estimated 8,000 in damages when he hit a guardrail at 50 miles an hour at time of impact. Uh, area of action is about two hours from the Hardy's home in Cameron, North Carolina. Two hours. That's the insane thing to me about that whole story. Two hours away. There's not a, a Motel 6 there, Jeff Hardy? Yeah, I know. Brother Nero? You couldn't um, get into your vessel to transport you? Come on. <laughs> Be smart about it. That's he like saying the you're going to induct boat. That's almost as stupid <laughs> as, as saying you're going to induct Kid Rock into the WWE uh, Hall. Of- oh, you notice that wasn't on my ten. Oh, sorry. Continue. <laughs> Don't worry, we won't be talking that. I <laughs> I knew it too. I'm like, God, how many celebrities do they have left? And they're like, Kid Rock's doing the theme for that. I'm like, oh no. This year is Kid Rock's going in. Watch out, Divas. Get your penicillin ready. <laughs> do you what does this do for Jeff Hardy now? He's he's cleared to return. There was Ooh. talk that he was back for Mania <laughs> to do the Hardys versus the Far at Mania. Well you got the compound. Well that's supposedly that's that tonight prior. But he Supposedly. filmed everything before the DWI. So now, if that's gonna happen going to happen tonight, do they yeah, air it? Do you think he's going to be in the ultimate deletion match if they air it tonight? It depends on how awful you have to edit. If the editing sucks, either they might just scrap the whole thing if he's going to be heavily induced, or maybe if he was just, you know, some part at the end to cost Bray Wyatt, then, you know, that's something that they could easily delete from uh from <laughs> so i don't know that that's a lot of damage that stupidity two hours away who was with him? where's his people like that that to me that's stupid i think this derails a whole lot and i think matt hardy this will be your last year in the wwe because jeff hardy will definitely be released Oh yeah, released, and, and released, <laughs> released. Hey Jeff Hardy. Why not, Doug? Who's trying to keep now, <laughs> You know, and Jeff Jarrett said himself, "I wanted to keep Jeff as a single star, not Matt." You said it yourself. Well, yeah. And, 
and I'm going to be honest with you, man. It's it's just kind of what we talked about. There's a reason it didn't draw ratings. The, the whole Matt Hardy thing works with about 50 people in the crowd. And I thought it was cool. I was all like, yeah, when he first did it. And now, like, I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'm watching. You know, and, and I <laughs> I felt bad at Chandler. Hey, He's you say the- Elijah doesn't watch wrestling. He's the reason why I know at all about that whole broken Matt Hardy gimmick. Was <laughs> him just yelling about it for months. I'm like, what is he talking about? And then him showing me, I'm thinking, oh, you have a great mind of wrestling. This is amazing. You know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get this out of the way now because I'm not probably won't do it too hard during WWE segment. But I gotta rant a little bit, Alex, because I, I know we talked about the 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 whole star making thing before. And how it just, it's not working. And my question is, they go through all these hoops and legal battles and, and you know, hoopla and, and ins and outs with lawyers and settlements to acquire the rights to the broken Matt Hardy and the whole, the whole gimmick. So they get the rights to this all, and then they don't even use it. Like, they just still call it, like, why does he have to be woken? Why why does he have to cut promos in a white room with only half of his teeth recapped because his bottom teeth he forgot to do? And when, when you look at him smiling. And and all he does is just laugh now. He doesn't he it's it's not even the same premise of a character. He would come out and cut yeah. a promo and do it all on the whim. And you know, he doesn't even use the same music. His wife wrote the, the piano music for the, for the song that he sang at the chamber. Yet they give him some mm-hmm. new corny-ass CSO music where he's laughing before the music even starts. Why do you Stupid go through CSO. all this battle to get these rights to do the exact same thing to try to, try to bring back what the people did like, and then you change it? I know it's not like the gimmick's not changed, but once again, it's like, I just don't understand like the headache with this. You go through so much. Three hoops. things. Three things. A, the reason why they didn't change from woke to broke. Well, A, they still technically could, but I'm going to say this. It wasn't Vince's creation. B, apparently Matt Hardy has been genuinely liked in the WWE locker room since 1996 when they were on Shotgun Saturday Night, you know, as the (laughs) Hardy bros, you know, in their, their green outfits. Like, everyone liked Matt. Instead of Jeff, Jeff was just the more talented worker wow, other is. than Matt. So they've always had that weird conundrum where Jeff's problems are like, ah, oh, we got to keep him because Matt's cool. So we don't want to do any of that. So that's right there. And the other reason why they went through all that hoopla uh, with Impact Anthem Owl Wrestling, it's going to be quiet here for five seconds because I was doing the money sign with my hand, because Vince has endless pockets when it comes to lawyers, Ryan. And you know who doesn't have endless pockets besides, unfortunately, Colt Cabana and CM Punk is (laughs) Anthem TNA Global Force Wrestling Challenge. That's the reason why, because they could care less about a hundred to five hundred thousand dollar <laughs> legal fees for them when that meant a lot to Anthem and the Canadians up there. Yet yet Triple H gets EC three in in NXT and he just goes, All right, cool, let's just call him EC three and make it That's work. That's because they 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 said they the wrestlers could use any gimmick 
that they had in TNA. So that was dumb on their parts because I think, again, too, they want to wash their hands of the Dixie Carter era, you know, uh, that whole situation. So I think everybody is just trying to start a new, but for the woken, broken, you know, character, I think that's just Vince being stubborn. And, so, well, and that's, that's, that's what makes it even worse is because everything that comes out says that Vince is giving Matt Hardy 100% control, control over it. Yeah. Like, just, I don't know. I just, it just, it, it, it just, uh, I don't know. It just bothers me. Like, they, they always go through so much headache for something that they don't need to do, and then they go and change it anyway. Yeah. I mean, like, like going back to the, the Dr. Ammon and Cabana punk lawsuit, this should have been done and dealt with three years ago. The dude got a staph infection. The doctor totally told or gave CM Punk the wrong diagnosis. I'm pretty n- sure 90% of the way. But just because yeah. he smirched his name on a podcast, that's why they went all lethal. I'm sure he went to Carano, who then went to Steph, who then went to Vince, and said, let's hit them in their pockets, yada, yada. When this easily could have been done, it, it could have just been thrown out, but that's just them being petty, as sometimes usual. It, it's it's true. I mean, and, and especially, like, if, if I'm in a courtroom and, and they go, exhibit A, exhibit A, the Royal Rumble, and you see this giant softball in his back, by his wrestling yeah. trunks, you're like, ah, that's not good. <laughs> I vote for him to win. <laughs> like, if I'm in the jury, like, I don't need to even hear the case. Like, there's yeah. a blue vein in that thing that shouldn't be there. Like, that's not that's <laughs> not that's not kosher, man. That's not kosher. Get it to see uh, Cole Cabana. Uh, uh, moving on. As of Saturday, Kazuchika Okada has now officially broken the title record for New Japan Pro Wrestling. The IWGP Heavyweight Champion has now officially held the belt for 629 consecutive days. Uh, ten, now as of today, 631. What's that? Oh, sorry. I was just saying, take that demolition. <laughs> this marks the fact that he is now the longest reigning champion in history. The previous title record in New Japan was Jushin Liger's run as IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, which was 628 days. Uh, he's wow. now held the belt for 631 days. Sakura Genesis is April 2nd, I believe, which would put him just short of, what, 650 days right around there. Mm-hmm. Do you, how long do you think this reign's going to go? Because I have an idea with it that I kind of teased last week that I want to bring up again when we get into the, you know, let's, say, let's save the, the run question. My question for you, is right now, I believe Okada, I think, is 29 now. I, I, I can almost guarantee he's not 30. I think he might have just turned 30, like, in October. Did he? I, I knew he was 29 forever, and then I was like, oh, he's, yep, he just turned 30 in November. Okay. Yep, November 8th, 1987. Okay, so this guy is probably two or three years away from his pro wrestling prime, as they like to call it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, look, oh AJ's having the best, best year, the best couple years of his life. And he's like 37, you know, Minoru Suzuki's 48 and he's having the best, you know, one of the best years of his life. Tanahashi's in his, in his mid early forties. Naito is late thirties. Like all these guys are, you know, seven, eight years older, if not more than, than Okada. As somebody who just has got in over the last year and a half, 
uh, two years with New Japan. And you've seen this Kazuchika Okada title run kind of from the beginning because you kind of came in, I think, right before that G1 or right around that G1, I think, when Okada, or Omega won, I started getting you fully well, to I watch I saw, it. what, the Wrestle Kingdom two years ago where he oh, finally yeah. beat Tana? Yes, no, saw I saw the one where Tana beat him. Then I saw the following year when Okada finally beat yeah. him as well. Okay, so Wrestle Kingdom ten, you started, you started watching. That was the, that was that, and then eleven, because mm-hmm. uh, because that was yeah, because we got um that was Nakamura Styles at ten, which was yes. tremendous. Uh, which I'm mad at myself from not knowing that now of what I was watching <laughs> then, how important that was. <laughs> Well, and and this is going to be the kicker before WrestleMania because I'm assuming you're going to be you're going to be here for WrestleMania weekend where we'll watch oh, 18 God, hours yeah. of wrestling shows. We'll watch NXT. I'll, I'll probably buy all the iPay-per-views of the indie shows so we can watch all those. But what I want to do for one, uh, <laughs> talking about that real fast, is we need to rewatch the Wrestle Kingdom match before WrestleMania and kind of see the evolution of of. AJ, who I think has improved since he left TNA, but obviously, how does Nakamura oh, gotcha. do on on the you know the potentially the biggest you know I shouldn't say potentially, but in the biggest stage he's ever been in because of how many people are going to be there. But my question to you is now that you've gotten into this, you know this is year three. Um, you know, last year and a half was real full years with your subscription and the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. With this title reign. Is it fair, and I've, I've, I've teased this always before, but is it fair to say right now that Kazuchika Okada is arguably one of the top five wrestlers ever? Ever. Oof. If you think of the run he's had in the last four years, has anybody been able to top this run that he's had? And, this, and the fact that he, he, he may get better still. Like he may I, have not hit his prime. I, w- I would come back at you with with yes. Uh, there, there was a little guy named, named CM Punk who held the, the WWE title for yes. 434 days as well. Um, and, I mean, he captivated audiences. He kind of went away, you know, kind of what, uh, uh, <coughs> pardon me, Ruby Riot. You know, was trying to to accomplish with that character. CM Punk, you know, just knocked it out of the out of the wall. You know, he was, you know, he didn't conform to what society says as a wrestler. Hell, the backstage politics, he defied and defied until finally he got people to realize, oh, this kid's got it. Um, you know, so uh, I would say Punk for sure. Uh, I mean, and you can't deny John Cena in there, but for New Japan wise he has to be your ace to kind of come out, you know, since the 2010s, besides, of course, Tanahashi. So do yeah. you have Okada Tanahashi. going over Tanahashi? Yeah. That's my question to you. Uh, you know, this is going to be crazy. Uh, some people are going to think I'm really nuts here. But I think if you went to the meat and potatoes a lot of the, uh, through a lot of stuff, you could argue Tanahashi and Okada is two of the five greatest workers who's ever wrestled. It's remarkable to think of the business they've done, the matches they've had, the programs they've had, and in an era where 
you know, they were in a dying company who Tanahashi resurrected with, the, you know, the dads, you know, the big dads group. Um, Goto Makabe, Tanahashi Nakamura. And Tana led that charge from a company who was, everybody had jumped ship because Anoki was just doing terrible business. They all went to all But how is Tanahashi not part of that dad group when he's already 12 years older than oh, Okada? Nakamura. Tanahashi, oh, okay. Nakamura, gotcha. uh, Goto, and Makabe. Um, but he's, I mean, this guy's main evented like seven or eight Wrestle Kingdoms. God, maybe even more than that. Maybe maybe nine. Try to think. He met wow. two two with Muda. He had the the, the Wait, three you're with Tanahashi a, faced Muda. Yeah, he he beat because the, the first year's main event was Muda and Chono against Tenzan and Kojima at Wrestle Kingdom one, and I believe at two he beat Muda. Um, at six he beat Suzuki. You know, seven was Okada, eight was Nakamura, nine I think again was 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 Okada. God, I can't remember all these on the on the fly. I apologize, but regardless, like Tanahashi is just—he's so good. He's such a fantastic mm-hmm. worker. And I look at Okada's run though, and I go, my God, you know, 1989, 1990, Ric Flair might not might not touch this. And he had the matches with Steamboat and Terry Funk. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, matches that were just incredible. The Sting matches. I just, it, 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 it's to the point now where, as, you know, obviously after giving it two watches, I, uh, you know, spoiler alert for next segment, I gave Okada, Okada versus Osprey four and a half out of five, and I was disappointed. <laughs> like, and, and as crazy as that is, that's my expectation. I'm like, this dude is so good that unless he's wrestling Toru Yano or Bad Luck Fale, he should have a five-star match every time he's in the ring. Is and that due to the overhyped of this match? Not overhyped, because obviously they don't do too much hyping or TV, but just in your mind. Because I thought this was more of a grown-up uh, Will Ospreay, if you will. But also, Okada saying, no, I am the leader, son. You know, it, uh, it was kind of like a mentor, mentor, mentee type of match, in my opinion. I will give you. Ask me that question next segment. Ask me that question again yeah. next segment, because that's that's a great question. I got a I got a decent answer for it. Okay. Um, let's not let's keep knocking this out here. This one I threw in is more of a joke because of what I sent you on Facebook. Um, Kurt Angle said Jason Jordan should be back in six to eight weeks. I'm very ap- optimistic for it. As we saw, Stephanie McMahon said, Kurt, would he have four kids? And Kurt goes, five kids. And then if you realize Kurt Angle does have five kids, not including Jason Jordan, did they already forget that Jason Jordan was his son and part of the storyline? Or is this <laughs> WWE just not understanding continuity once again? Thinking we're all idiots. Because that I am was figured out to... the second that happened. The second that <laughs> happened, I went, hey, man, he had four kids with Karen, I think. And he said one with his new wife. That's five. Oh, they must not be counting Jason Jordan. And then I found that that meme video I sent you on Facebook where Jason Jordan's crying to that sad music. Give me a break, guys. Continuity. Just like that. That was caught. <laughs> I'm 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 just gonna go they, they are fantastic at their at their continuity. Because <laughs> it's um, continuous. Two of, these, two of these we can time into uh <laughs> I was said what you just said in the text. I was just listening. <laughs> 
um, these are kind of in two, so we can kind of combine them. Two NXT NXT stars are being groomed for something else. Sounds like Ricochet and Leo Rush are being groomed for 205 Live. With how well 205 Live is doing, last week's show was in the top five on the network, which I don't think is has happened ever. Um, and it's usually not in the top 20, but ever since Trips took over, it's been hovering in the top 10. Last week, we saw the Mustafa Ali-Buddy Murphy match, which fed off of that great, great Mustafa Ali promo. Mm-hmm. Um, they and, and you know what? We're going to combine three into this category. They're talking about bringing in the 205 Live tag titles after Mania as they put Kenta and Akira Tozawa together as a tag Finally. team. Finally. Yeah, exactly. And they were awesome together. Is is this a good thing for the fact that this this show is finally getting steam and people really give a crap about 205 Live now? It's starting to seem that you're going to put an established guy like Ricochet and somebody who can really fit that division in 205 Live in there and Leo Rush. The, the Leo Rush thing, I think, makes 120% uh, sense. I think the Ricochet... And I knew there were rumblings, you know, kind of when, when you know, the, the days before he was signing, like, that's where he was going to go. But like you were saying, it's been top notch over the last five weeks. It was already suffering from overcrowding, you know, in a lot of people's eyes. Um, and and you're already getting, you know, you trim some of the fat, you know, in, in Enzo Amore. Uh, you know, possibly Neville, you know, apparently it's things have been going okay with them behind the back. What do you do with Neville if he proceeds, you know, to come back? I think that's just – I don't think you need Ricochet on a 205 Live unless you tell him, hey, get your ropes on here. If we see, you know, ratings, you know, kind of springboard, you know, since, you know, he, he premieres on that brand, maybe then you, 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 you guarantee him he goes onto the main roster within at least about a year. I don't think the show needs it. You know, especially oh, oh, everything oh. you've been saying, but it wouldn't hurt. Like I said, a lot of people are going to be lost in the shuffle then. But I love the secondary I, titles. I think that's big. I know we haven't gotten there yet. And that's another thing, kudos, that that we've dropped in. Oh, real quick, breaking news. We got something real quick for you. One second here. What do you got? I'm in my zone! Ken Shamrock uh, coming back in here, rocking and rolling. Um, I know we're... This is like 13 months out booking. But if you slow build it over time, I would love a Ricochet Neville match next year at Mania. Oh, man. Like I said, I know that's way, way far away, Alex. But <laughs> Someone's going to get murdered in that match. Has to. <laughs> um, the other thing that I found kind of interesting was potential for two SmackDown stars at Mania. And I actually have a breaking news that uh, somebody slipped me about 10 minutes before we went on the show, so I didn't put it on the billing, and I'm kind of glad I didn't because it's a nice secret. Ooh. So those of you listening, we got some, some breaking news. It ain't on the dirt sheets yet, people, so you can't even find it there. You'll find yeah. it there tomorrow. So they, after they hear, come out of the great mouth, Brian Cook and Alex Mello. And and for those of you who don't know... Why not, Doug? Who's trying to keep our now, <laughs> Dolph Ziggler. Uh, who has been uh, talking about WrestleMania. Uh, The name has come up reportedly for Shane McMahon versus Dolph Ziggler. Hmm. Does that do anything (laughs) for you? Here's my thought behind it real quick, and and I'll say it this way, is Shane McMahon is running into trouble with Owens and Zayn, 
you know, after the, the blah, 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 before they set yep. up Zane and Owens, you have Ziggler come out and help Shane with it. And Shane goes, Dolph, I know you've never had a match. I would like to challenge you to a match. And they shake hands and they have a, a actual wrestling match built off of respect between the one, one and the other. And it's not a, a blood feud. What do you think of that idea? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's lovely. If this was, you know, like high on TV <laughs> or the Hallmark yes. channel booking wrestling or something like that. But uh, <laughs> out of respect, <laughs> what? no, I, I dig it, but that's not Dolph Ziggler's way. He's going to get PO'd. He's going to say, I deserve it because that's the Dolph we know and love hashtag heel. Um, that that's what I want to see. I I but I wouldn't mind, you know. Sadly enough, from the the actions from last night, um, I wouldn't mind to see a triple threat, even though there's no repercussions, unless I think loser gets canned. That's the only way that that match will make sense. But going back to the Ziggler and Shane, I think you in, intertwine somehow. Ziggler gets screwed. You know, he whines and complains like he does best. And then Shane says, you know what? I'm sick of it. Let's do it mano a mano. That's my thing I, I would prefer. Do they have enough time to do it that way? Yes. Four weeks? Yeah. Okay. You have a month. Okay. So, um, before I drop but the But to me, it just doesn't make sense. But Ziggler can, can do it. But, and that was, my, that was my thought as Shane goes, you know what? You know, I know you really want this WrestleMania match. I would love to wrestle you at Mania. And they kind of shake yeah. hands. And AJ, AJ wrestled Shane McMahon too, you know, two years ago. And look what it's did for him after that, you know, where I was a little against him. You said, no, this is a prime spot for him. And lo and behold, mm-hmm. it, it definitely was. So yeah, I'm fine with later. Whatever, yeah, whatever road he goes on, I'm fine. <laughs> I, I, I think that would be a damn good match. Give him 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. It'll be a fun match. It, Dolph Ziggler, take note, throw Shane's head through a car window. Make your career. (laughs) Um, The other thing was Carmella maybe cashing in at Mania, but losing. Uh, The rumored SmackDown Women's match, obviously, which we already spoiled, Charlotte versus Asuka. Apparently, Carmella knows that uh, she said, quote, well, this, this this is what I was given. Here's the quote. Well, apparently, from what I've heard, she's okay with it. She's down to do it. She basically knows Asuka is going to be the champion and she doesn't have a chance to win the title from her. So it's like, you might as well make the most of losing. Why not do it at WrestleMania? I think as, as goofy as it is, I think that's the best case scenario for her to do it. If, if, if Asuka's beating Charlotte, which I'm assuming she will, mm-hmm. you're not having Carmella cash in to beat Asuka. So why not do it at Mania? Why not run out at Mania? Because everyone's going to remember you for it. Yeah, she's not. If it was Charlotte versus so and so, and and Carmella cashes it, I think yes, Carmella should win it at Mania, Mm -hmm. create a a Seth Rollins, um, you know, moment, if you will. But yeah, if if Oscar's gonna win, to me that would make no sense, especially with the way how they did it last night. Um, But I, yeah, I, I think like you said. Best mark, you know, the biggest market, the biggest stage in all the world, the grandest, if you will. Yeah, just have her lose it at Mania. Then maybe have Charlotte, you know, come back in. Uh, maybe she turns heel. Maybe that's how she turns heel again. She costs Asuka the strap against Carmella. And and here's the one thing I'll say too, is, um, you know, Carmella. I don't I don't know if it's, as fully 
developed like I think they thought she would. So mm-hmm. I, I think of all things said, you did give her a rub by giving her the case. So I don't think it, I don't think it hurts her to lose it twice back to back or yeah, back to back shows. So I, I agree. I don't think it affects her if she, you know, doesn't, you know, have a successful cash in. Like I said, I've been more excited about the, uh, the two attempts prior since she's yep. won the briefcase where, you know, I'm like, she, oh, okay, she's you over. Know. Yeah. Yeah. She's over for it. And she's been off TV, you know, so, I mean, when she does come out, you know, she's not as on as she was before, meaning. So, yeah, I think if she does lose at Mania, you know, that would would be fine. Nothing, you know, comes off her, like you said. But I think if that's what you really want to do, if you want to really get Charlotte Flair into that heel-tastic mode as she was in two, three years ago on Raw... I think that's the way you get it. You have Asuka lose the title after she wins it at WrestleMania. You cost her not only her mania moment, but then you create one for Charlotte as well as Carmella. Um, Now the big thing that I heard was there is talks that they may just put Ziggler in the Andre. You know, you don't have anything to do with them, whatever. And instead of putting Owens and Zayn in the Andre... There is talks that a 72-year-old Vince McMahon may come out and tag with his son one time. <laughs> <laughs> what no. do you think of Vince McMahon, who shouldn't be bumping, coming out and having one more match against Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens with his son as a tag match? I think it'll be almost as whack as when uh... – uh, Zach Zabra Osprey tried to backhand Okada in the back of the head towards that final stretch of that match. Uh, just pointless and stupid. It doesn't set up a damn thing. Uh, no, I, I don't want that. That does nothing for me. But sadly, we're probably going to get it. There's a storyline behind it that goes back, what, six, seven, eight months ago? Yeah, after you had months of Vince McMahon. So for story-wise, it makes perfect sense. Uh, but I want that Mr. McMahon character. I don't want a face McMahon team. <laughs> uh, Demtra says, better than rehashing Owens versus Zayn, at least. I agree, but I think the only way it works, that match, is there's a stipulation where the loser literally has to get canned from the uh, WWE. Why does there always have to be a stipulation, though, with WWE? Why because because have we've seen match? them three times in a lifetime over the last nine times they face each other since the official last time two years ago. That's why we need a damn stipulation. <laughs> why don't Screw they just draft Owen to the other show in May? Because we already tried that, and they both got drafted on the same show. Well, that was the whole point. Daniel Bryan was drafting for talent and not star power, okay? He was, like, drafting sleepers in fantasy football instead of big names. And they were like, so you're saying El Generico isn't a big name? Uh, El Generico, no. I think he's a big name to, like, indie marks. He's, he's, on the, he's probably on the same level that Matt Riddle is on right now in 2018. Ooh, so that's uh, atmospheric. And and that's Matt Riddle, who's champion all over the you know champions in countries. Yeah. But what, what I'm saying though is like, you know, maybe Daniel Bryan like wasn't given a roster and was drafting what he wanted. Like, hey, Daniel, man, once in a lifetime, I don't care. I want both of them on the show. Just <laughs> give me why, power. That's why I wasn't totally against if they don't do or if they have 
no Ziggler, Shane McMahon reaction. I wouldn't mind a three-way because, you know, the, you know, Owens and Zayn aren't going to really be on the same page since, you know, they hate each other again. Um, and I think, you know, that throws a nice wild card to it. And maybe Sami Zayn finally gets a win at WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, Deathless also said her clear Daniel Bryan and have, have him save Shane and do Bryan and Shane against Owens and Zayn. Well, we can only hope. <laughs> um, Alberto Del Rio was seen leaving WWE headquarters. Yeah. We all know Vince has a soft spot. Is Del Rio coming back? <laughs> if he does, he, he belongs to be in the uh, Hall of Fame next to Marty Jannetty and Jeff Jarrett. And the last thing we got here, because we're uh, we're an hour in already, baby. We don't need them. Uh, we don't need them. Sorry, em. I didn't mean to go baby. I'm going into the uh, this strong style media. We got you covered. You know that that ridiculously <laughs> awful commercial I cut. That was my live links promo. Apparently, press one. And I was like, oh yeah, live. <laughs> Oh, my oh, God. We got, we got, you like movies? <laughs> no, it's like when Gato talks about Okada to the Japanese media. That That's how I expect <laughs> him to kind of sound. Oh, I cannot wait to uh, read you the transcript from uh, Okada's promo after Osprey because it was great. I have it uh, on Twitter. Nice. Shout out to Chase Owens, who was uh, hitting up the Strong Style Media, or excuse me, the Sportscast, WrestleCast Twitter. Uh, Chase Owens is slowly becoming a, a fan, and I'm a fan as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, we are fans. All in is going to be September first, and it's at Sears Center in Chicago. There's not a lot to report on that. I just wanted to say that we're going to be there, and we're, we're going to there. do whatever we can to get ringside. So when we're sitting ringside, you can come say hi. Chase Owens. Yeah, Chase I'm Owens. My son is a Chase Owens fan because he has a, sh- a shirt now that says Chase is on the case, which is uh. <laughs> Main character of Paw Patrol's slogan? No, he's the main wrestler of the Bullet Club. That's what he means. Him and Kotobushi had some really fun. Did I'm, I'm going to stop there because okay, that yeah, I, I that's why I figured I'll just I'll just I'll just call my tracks because I I can't wait to talk about that the the eight man I wanted you to watch with Kotobushi mm-hmm. on the Bullet Club team and how fun it was. We're gonna break. We're gonna come back. Hour number two. New Japan, WWE, we got a ton to talk. Don't go away. WrestleCast, Strong Style Media. Your late night hip-hop and R&B podcast, Soda Sound Radio, hosted by Kyle Halffine Adams. Every Thursday night, right here on the Strong Style Media Network, catch up on your latest on hip-hop and R&B, and hear Minnesota talent at 10 p.m. Central. <laughs> but if you trust the way I feel, I won't fold from the cards that you feel. Let's journey life together and make it worthwhile Can't take it back like diamonds See my life is like a movie, no rewinding Killing mics like I got a license Victim, I believe don't have religion Just a higher power, who power? I'm not so happy with it But I take a breath, regain my power Check my feet when I'm walking, see if it I've seen it all more than I care to reveal. I'm always sure to clear the air for the real. That's why I'm aiming at the grill, man, because it's how I feel. Nobody being sincere. We need some changes for real. Again, that's Thursdays right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Thursdays at 10 p.m. Central. And if you're a musician, you want to get your music heard on the show, send the MP3 over to Soda Sound at strongstylemedia.com. Enut. Enut.
This right here is Alpha Brain. I just drank some of this in a shake. I got to tell you right now, I couldn't be more clear. You're Clarity. 50, so I use it. I don't do anything without it. I'm addicted I, to it. I know, but I'm 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 48, but I feel like I'm 26. I have a boner right now. But I have so much energy. Like I actually, I, I'm I'm. And I took an Alpha Brain. I never do. I I want to fight you. I want to fight you. I want to go, chin down, and I want to bang, bang. Oh my. Hey, I'm Dr. Apke. What's up? He's been distraught ever since his friend smoked him last week in fantasy football. Now he's grabbed this post and he won't respond. He's got Luzonic plays. What is? He's a loser. He's not a loser. Okay, he's a loser. What can he do? With DraftKings, he could have easily challenged his friend to a rematch. Like, I can't. What are you? I can't see that. You need glasses. I'm also an optometrist. At DraftKings, you can play free private contests whenever you want. Strong Style Media presents... Sportscast Radio, the one that started it all, with your host, Ryan Cook, and me, Jordan Jiskra. We're going to be giving you everything, and I mean everything from baseball, football, basketball, hockey, field hockey, soccer, bobsled, basketball, survivor, and even that weird sport where they do the hurdles and jump puddles and track and field. All right, maybe not that one, but from the college to the pros and from the rings to the rink, we've got you covered. Sportscast Radio. I told you I'd become a Mark. I became a Mark so hard he got music during commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's like when Trent Beretta moved at the heavyweight. It's just a mm-hmm. breath of fresh air to just get another guy that, you know, every time I would see, you know, if you get Taichi and Suzuki taking on Tanahashi and Makabe, you knew Taichi was taking the pin because he was a junior. You know, so mm-hmm. it just it adds an extra little layer of uh of excitement with the new Japan heavyweight division. Oh, I got some lip balm. Uh, 46... <laughs> Sorry, for some reason, my lips are just, you know, it's starting to heat up and my lips just got chapter. Mm. Thank you, girl. For the lip balm. <laughs> uh, where do you want to start 46th anniversary here? Let's start right 46. Let's, let's be, uh, you know, let, let's be uh, a constant continuity of New Japan <laughs> wrestling uh, shows. Um, we'll start from the opener and work our way up so I can get through some of these early ones, and then we'll, we'll kind of talk more as to the, uh, what you got to to watch. Uh, mm-hmm. Opening match, we saw uh, Tetsuhiro Yagi, Shota Miru, Ren Narita, Tomoyuki Oka, and Yuji Nagata being the dad of the Young Lions. Yeah. Taking out the team of Jushin Thunder Liger, Raisuke Taguchi. Um, who else was in this match? Uh, I, I guess I don't remember who I'm looking at. Wow. Kushida? Oh, Juice Juice Robinson, I believe, was in there. Oh, you're talking about who the is... tag match, the Chaos uh, Juice Tour, Nare, and David Finland? No, I, I realized that there were so many people in this match that I just put initials down for everybody. And when there's oh, like the six opener. people. So Tenzan, Jushin Liger, Kushida, Taguchi, and Tiger Mask battled Red Narita, Shota Umino, 
uh, Tetsuhiro Yagi, Tomiyuki, Oka, and Yuji Nagata, as you see it, being the dad of the Young Lions there, which was pretty damn cool to watch. Thank you, thank you. I'm like, God, there's so many HTs, like Hiroshi Tenzan, <laughs> Hiroshi Tanahashi. Juice Robinson out of HT. What well, I saw, I saw something that said JM, it looked like, and I'm like, JM? Oh. I'm like, I don't know who that is. Uh, oh, yeah, because Juice was a Dave Finley and Toa Hanari in the second match. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Liger and company, oh, Tiger Mask. See, that's I, I, Tiger okay. Mask. Uh, I, I went two and three quarters on this match. I'll be honest with you. These young lions, every show, I, I say this every week, continue to impress. I gave you a New Japan Cup to watch match to watch when you get time with uh, Desperado against Uminu, which was just just fun, just mm-hmm. so fun to watch. But obviously, the, you know, the Long Lions are going to take the fall. We didn't get the seventh match in the Katsuya Kitamura trial series as he has a concussion. He's out. So his match with Nakanishi did not happen. Uh, so they jumped right in. We got Toriyano, Tomohiro Ishii, and Hiroki Goto defeated the team of Toa Hanari, David Finley, and Juice Robinson. Uh, basic, simple match. Went two and a half on that one. Now we get into the bread and butter of this. Um, you saw out of these last <laughs> five, what? how much oh. did you all see out of these? You saw oh, I, the main I saw this match. I saw the craziness, uh, Suzuki Goon, playing it damn well, by the way, by being kind of taken out early on and just kind of hanging out while, you know, Rapungi 3K and the LIJ members, Bushi, it's got to be Bushi, <laughs> and Hiromu Takahashi just laying into each other. Uh, my God, the, uh, what was it? Shows? Chess? Oh, my God. Yo and Hiromu? Went My God, that was the same chop war they did when we saw uh, Yo's yes. chest was bleeding going into that match a couple months ago. I thought it was going to start bleeding again because, my <laughs> God, it just got red instantaneously. This was a fun match. This was a brutal as all hell. Um, and, and as I stated, uh, El Desperado and, and even, you know, Kanamaru uh, surprised the hell out of me with how little they did. But again, they're, like Ryan says, professional wrestling isn't hard. That's how you build new champs. That's how you get crazy Suzuki Goon heats. Uh, but again, Hiromu Takahashi, even Bushi, um, Jeff Hardy, minus you know the, this, these past weekends, would be smiling. They are where you know if Jeff Hardy had more of a technical side with the Daredevil, Hiromu mm-hmm. Takahashi would be printing. American money if he was around during that attitude era. Um, He's just so fantastic. This was a great watch, a good train wreck, but it wasn't, you know, you know, kind of what we're prone to seeing. Uh, But Rapungi 3K, hopefully with this loss, uh, doesn't take effect on on that team or kind of where they're going to be, uh, you know, positioned now. I think this just uh, sets up more matches with them as well uh, with Suzuki Goon. I, you know, Rapungi 3K at this point are going to be 10-time junior tag champs before next year with how many times <laughs> they've traded this title. Um, I, I, you know, I, we talked about it last week. Um, you went Rapungi, I went LIJ. We were both wrong. I went LIJ because I thought there was going to be a title change, and I thought that was the reason they added them to the match. There yep. was a title change. I just picked the wrong team. I should have went with my, with what I had thought, but uh, – um, you know, it was what it was. I'm glad Desperado and Kanemaru 
got got the got the win. They deserved it. They work so well. They're my favorite of the juniors right now. Mm-hmm. And especially with Taka taking a little different role, which we'll get into, that I want to compare him to that I think you'll like. But uh, you know, you said it perfectly. I went three and three quarters on this match. I almost went four. The finish was fantastic with mm-hmm. Bushi hitting the mist, only to have uh, Kanemaru spit the whiskey yeah. into his face after the mist to get rolled up by Despy, which was just tremendous. It was such a cool finish. They got the belts and booked it out of there. Oh, I loved it. Another awesome spot where Bushi hits the MX on, mm-hmm. I think it was oh, Desperado, yeah. and Kanemaru standing on the apron, and before Kanemaru can run in the ring to break up the pin, Hiromu dives over and does the sunset flip powerbomb to the floor over the top rope on him to stop the breakup. <laughs> but then Rapungi obviously broke it up. But it was, I mean, you didn't even see him come in your camera lens. It was so good. Mm-hmm. This match delivered tenfold, and I, and I say that more than what I think we thought it might. As we talked, you know, one-on-one would have been cool, but I'm all for it. Uh, we, we get a lot of, of Desperado cutting promos after this saying, you know, everybody doesn't remember the rules of a three-way. It doesn't matter who you pin. I don't know why people keep talking about this. And, you know, he's going ham. And Desperado, I tell you what, after watching all these New Japan Cup shows, just kept cutting promos. And he kept cutting promos on Rapungi over and over, calling them whiners and complainers. And it was it was awesome. It was it was a great, great way to go into it. And mm-hmm. I, I totally welcome the title change. Not mad about it whatsoever. Yeah, no. Uh, then we got Sonata taking on Yoshihashi. I went four stars on this, Alex. Wow. I wouldn't <laughs> disagree with you. Um, just like last week where, was it, yeah, where, where I was like, oh, Yoshihashi totally surprised me. Um, he, he surprised me again, uh, not only with his match against Sonata, but also in the New Japan Cup, um, yeah. with the match that he had there as well, which we'll get into here in a bit. Uh, this was great. I mean, like you said, Sonata easily is, uh, two or three, you know, with, with the way Gato's positioning him. In uh, in New Japan right now, he's definitely, I, I would say, even though there's so many, the future of New Japan, he's <laughs> definitely going to be within that group that will, you know, kind of lead it on, take it away from the, the dads, if you will. Sonata's got it. Yoshihashi, you know, his, um, the offense that he has, you know, where, where you know, I'm, I'm getting more prone to it. I get it. He has a method to his madness. He wants to break your neck down. Uh, which was good, you know, for for Sonata's, you know, sake, since, you know, a lot of his offense kind of maneuvers from, from the spine down when you're trying to get him, you know, into that submission there. But yeah, I, I thought cool. this was a good fight. Um, you know, Yoshihashi, again, has, has uh, definitely uh, changed my view on him, as well as the gentleman in the next match. Um, I love the back-and-forth submission trading with the long, mm-hmm. drawn-out, can they get to the rope? They get pulled away. Are they going to tap? I thought for a minute Yoshihashi was going to win, and that's what I think put put it over to the four stars for me, um, that I didn't give the junior match. Is mm-hmm. I legit was like, oh, my God, he's going to tap Sonata. What are they going to do with Yoshihashi now that they're making him beat Sonata? Uh, <laughs> only have Sonata get out. He cold skulls him and ends the match. That's it was tremendous. Huh? Yeah. The cold yeah, skulls is what it's called. I just always yeah, called it, oh, yeah, his his submission move. <laughs> what well, is we saw, too, when we get to the Chucky e. T match, that, 
you know, he uses it to set up for other moves too, you know, so yep, we'll, yep. we'll definitely get into that, which was an awesome match too. him and Chuck Taylor. Wow. Was that good? Um, Sonata, Sonata and Yoshihashi stood out this week, like, like, like mm-hmm. we said, but um, yeah, just, just really good chemistry between the two. Everything seemed to click. It was a perfect length too. And they didn't try to do too much to get you to really think that they were trying to go for it. Mm-hmm. They did a perfect amount of work where they could build the things. And it was a, for, for where that was on the card, it was a fantastic way to, uh, to deliver a, a great four-star match like that. It's, that's a memorable mm-hmm. match this year. Then it gets better. Tetsuya Naito defeats Taichi in Taichi's heavyweight, uh, heavyweight debut, I believe. Uh, I, I didn't think it looking a little bit more shows. fuller. What's that? His pecs were looking a little <laughs> more fuller. I'm not going to lie. I tell you what, Alex, once again, I went four and a quarter on this match. I could not. This exceeded every expectation I had in my body. I'm so anti Taichi. You know, he's been on our worst wrestler of the year, please retire type <laughs> awards. He steps up in the heavyweight. I didn't see the hammer. He didn't bring out the stupid hammer. No. We saw a microphone. And yeah, yeah, and, and which, uh, you know, he blasted with the microphone. Tetsuya Naito gets a victory after slamming the microphone over his head, which was brutal. Yeah. Oh my that was God. not that was from... That was not a WWE prop whatsoever. That didn't <laughs> I think that's why I went four and a half stars just for the mic bump. That tight. Wow, team. I love it. It was Dang, it was that's... a good match. Um, you know, as we talk with Yoshihashi, Taichi's one that I've been you know down on the dumps with uh, for over the last year since watching New Japan. But just you know, different. Um, I don't want to say, you know, shows of offense, but it, it just seems like they're more comfortable. Uh, Taichi, for sure, you know, moving up to the heavyweights, you know, a whole different ball game. You know, when you're in some, when you're in there with someone like, uh, like a technical legend, I mean, sorry, the, the Stardust jun- genius, <laughs> like Tetsuya Naito, um, you know, he's, he's going to learn very, very quickly and on the fly. <laughs> Uh, hence the mic, uh, the mic shot there, but, uh, he looked good. He, you know, I didn't expect for him to, to, you know, gain an upset, if you will. But as, as the match prolonged in the back of my head, I was like, oh, they, they might go ahead and do this. And I would not (laughs) have been mad. Um, he was as stiff as ever, uh, Taichi, but you know, I, I think that's part of his, his luster, if you will. Um, but he got his receipt in the end. And I think, you know, gained a little prominence uh, from his peers uh, and the audience uh, there during the anniversary show. You know, and one thing too, I'll say that really stood out for me about Taichi in this match as him moving to heavyweight is he looked as big, if not bigger than Naito. Yeah. Like he didn't, his he chest looked, was, I, I, I thought he got a hold of Roman Reigns's dude. Uh, yeah, he was with that John Bravo guy getting, uh, getting shot in the Tukas. <laughs> Shout out to Cole Cabana with the Tukas. Uh, <laughs> but he 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 looked like he belonged, and I think that was another thing that really stood out to me. And he mm-hmm. wrestled a completely different, not a completely different style per se, but with a different demeanor and a different attitude. And we saw we saw him do a lot more than we had ever seen him do in these junior match junior tag matches. 
Mm-hmm. And he, oh my gosh, it was it was like like I said with Trent Brennan, it's a it was a breath of fresh air in this division, and we saw again a couple nights later when he wrestled Hiroshi Tanahashi, uh, night two oh. of the of the show, another another great stellar match. wasn't as good as this, but obviously you know it's a, it's a quarterfinal New Japan Cup, so they're not going to go as hard. But mm-hmm. he was really good against Tanahashi, bright future for. Taichi in this heavyweight division. And, you know, if you're going to pull that tree, you got to now because, you know, he's another guy mid mid to late 30s. So, you know, he doesn't have all the time in the world to slow build. Yeah, he's like 37 or 38, like some crazy older age where, to me, I thought he looked younger now than like last year during the, the junior tournaments. I don't know. I must be crazy. Well, I mean, and, and that's a lot of it too. You know, they, they dress a lot of that up, which I think mm-hmm. definitely can help with it. But he's, you know, he's not a spring chicken, but he's, I mean, what, what more can I say? I did not, I did not expect, like, I I was expecting a good match from him, mm-hmm. but I wasn't expecting him to come out and do this well that quick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we, we saw him, um, we saw him in 2004, he was in TNA. Uh, he was on Team Japan in the uh, the World Cup uh, when he was uh, when he used his full name uh, what T, uh, Taichi Ishi, uh, Taichi Shikari. So I mean he was you know he's worked in America before, um, but it's crazy to think you know 14 years ago he did a TNA stint you know after being a young I, I wouldn't count TNA as American wrestling. I'm just <laughs> but, but I mean this is all four. This is all four. <laughs> You know, Team Canada was Pete yeah. Williams, Johnny Devine, Bobby Roode, and Eric Young in that World X Cup. Bobby Roode was in the X Cup. Team TNA was Lynn, Daniels, Saban, and Skipper. Nice. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, so, I mean, this, this dude's been around, and, you know, it's nice to see. Uh, we get to the semi-main event, IWGP Intercontinental title match. Minoru Suzuki defeats Togi Makabe. I went four and a quarter as well on this. I said it earlier, Minoru Suzuki is having the best year of his life, you could say. He's, I think he's my wrestler of the year right now for 2018. If I had a pad in front of me in a ballot, <laughs> through quarter number one, my MVP is Minoru Suzuki. I, I never thought, and, and you know I love Suzuki, but I never thought I would say that he's my MVP with some of the talents like Okada and Styles and Omega and Naito and you know those guys in the world. But I, I, I don't know what else to say. Like this guy's just, just going out there and having match after match that is just blowing me away. Is he the and, Japanese version of Terry Funk? Even though Japan loves Terry Funk. Well, he never said anyone's mother was a bleep, and I don't think he's retired seven times. Will we see a Terry Funk, uh, Minoru Suzuki match before <laughs> one of them? Uh, yeah. No, but he does have a guy in his stable that uh that doesn't like Tetsuya Naito. If you don't know his name is Zack Sabre Jr. He said this. Why Naito? Who's Tranquilo now, dickhead? Uh it was it was so good. You know, we saw Togi Makabe against Tomohiro Ishii years ago in a never title feud that was tremendous. Um he had a he had a fantastic match in the G one, I think twenty fourteen G one against Tetsuya Naito where he, he went over and, you know, ever since then, he's kind of been in the tag scene doing great bash heel with Tomo, uh, with, uh, Homa. 
and uh, Tawaki Honma and doing things like that. And he hasn't kind of done as much as he used to do. But for whatever reason, he had his working shoes on. And I don't know if he just was getting sick of getting hit. But Suzuki was hitting him with some forearm shots that sounded like two pieces of wood clapping together. And I think by the end of it, uh, Makabe just had enough and started going as hard as he could at him, which, I mean, oh, it was good. It was good. If you guys haven't seen it, watch this match. Suzuki just continues to have match after match after match that just stands out and is tremendous. I'm kind of scared to see where the next match lies. Ah, Kazuchika Okada will Osprey. Like I said, I went four and a half. I wanted to go. I, I was hoping I'd go five again, but uh, here's here's the answer to your question from earlier. The re- the reason I think for as good as like I've seen I've seen five stars across the board from people on Twitter. You go on Twitter and people are saying five stars. This was tremendous. What did, what did you think, real quick, before I go into my my talk? Um. I, I w- sadly I wouldn't give it a five star match or, or rating, but I knew going in I, I knew the result. I don't think you would give if you don't give the the title to Tetsuya Naito after having the 2017 that he had, or even you know countless other challenges. Hell, even Evil with how he was going, Sonata with, with so much heat that they were you know meaning heats meaning popularity from the crowd being over. I guess I should say. Um, this match, I get what you were saying, um, but I liked how Okada was the Richard in the match. I like how he can kind of, you know, get away from the crowd and, and kind of, you know, do something a little bit more. I just don't think he saw um, Osprey uh, Sabre Jr. as more so of a, a threat. <laughs> yeah, he wanted the challenge, go back, you know, to history, but this cocky Okada of old, if you will, is, is kind of reemerging and I kind of like it. Um, so for that right then, I, I kind of knew the, how the match was going to progress, but that doesn't say Osprey um, with his poses and his rainmaker that he delivered, uh, you know, didn't step up to the challenge. He was great. He was, you know, there, but he, he wasn't there and Okada knew it. So, you know, it, it kind of took a little surprise out of the gate if you will, but I thought they told a a pretty good story, um, and this was just you know a a pretty damn good match. Um, what I'll say as to why I didn't go the full five was, and and I saw some people have like three stars for this match, so I've seen all over the spectrum. Um, my four and a half lies because I knew, you know, the junior's not beating the heavyweight; it's non-title. But it's 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 not WWE or it's not TNA, so you're not having that. You know, he's not winning the match. You knew he wasn't beating Okada. I get that. Mm-hmm. But they did everything they should have done to make you slightly pick a side, kind of make it work. Okada threw those you know douchebag kicks to the back of his head that got the crowd mad and got the crowd behind Osprey. He mm-hmm. did a lot to build Osprey. That um. That that what was it the the os springboard os cutter into the tombstone spot with the counter <laughs> yeah was, it, was, it was incredible I've never seen that in my life like I I wanted to flip my table over in the living room I was are you kidding me and like, then he twirled and that was awesome yeah <laughs> um so they did all that they did enough the only thing that stopped it for me from 
going any higher was they didn't really give me a believable near fall for Osprey that mm-hmm. I thought he could beat Okada. So that knocked down a quarter of a point for me to, to take away from the five. And the other thing that takes the other quarter away to get me to the four and a half is this didn't have that wild and crazy Kazuchika Okada hot home stretch finish that he usually has. Usually the last five minutes of an Okada match has you your head exploding because you have no idea what's going to happen or how so-and-so is going to win or who's going to win or what's going to happen. And it kind of did, but it didn't. And yeah, I agree. I agree that they didn't do it. And I thought that was the right move because they need to show that the, that Okada is the dominant heavyweight over the junior heavyweight. So I was happy with that, but I couldn't score it higher for that reason. You didn't do it. And I'm glad you didn't do it, but I'm not going to give you the points for it because you, you didn't, you know what I mean? Like, if that makes sense. So, with that, with that being said, I don't think four and a half is a bad score by any means. It's going to be one of our one of the higher ranked matches at the end of the year, I'm sure. Uh, well, at least until G1 happens, and then all it's bets too are early. Off. I was about to say, I don't think this match will crack your top ten by the end of the uh, year. But to to say that a four and a half star match is it going to make your top ten? It's a pretty damn good match. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was, it was enjoyable, but but yeah, like I mean, like we pointed out, there was just really no viable. Like, oh, Osprey could win this match, you know, from the lack of falsies to just you know it being there. <laughs> and I look at the lack of last year with Tiger Mask, W Kotobushi, mm-hmm. whatever you want to address him as. It was a title match, and there was a couple believable spots. I'm like, oh my god, are they going to pull the trigger on Ibushi? And that, that's why I won five stars in that match last year. Because mm-hmm. that had that home stretch. That had that final five minutes where I'm ripping my hair out not knowing what's going to happen because the match is so good. Now, do you think that's based on the performer between a Bushi and Osprey? I think it's based – it's, you know, I mean, Osprey tweeted a picture of himself um, that said Big Brother, Big Brother Kaz, and it's a picture of him hugging Okada. I think mm-hmm. he knew what his spot was. I wouldn't be surprised if a guy like Okada wanted to do more and, and really turn it on. And I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Osprey shut him down and said, look, you are the champion and we, we can't do that because you do have to look dominant over me. Agreed. He's not an yeah. idiot, you know, he's, and he understands smart business. And what they did was they got a standing ovation and popped that crowd with that hug and showed the unity of chaos. And I think that mm-hmm. was the big payoff for me. Um, Okada, he cut his promo at the end. Uh, I got the, the mini transcript here. This, it's pretty entertaining. Uh, Okada has three things. First, Osprey, he knew it. He's great. Okada loves him as a wrestler and as a kid brother. Second, he thanks the fans. New Japan is 46 years old. From tomorrow, it's the 47th year. And Tanahashi, nah. Naito, nah. Omega, nah. It's Okada that you can trust to keep carrying the company. Which I thought was kind of sick. And then third, uh, no number three, and Gato isn't in the ring. The 46th anniversary is the end of their relationship. Which, if you did, you watch the promo? No. Or did you just turn it off? So Gato stands up and freaks out at the at the uh, announce table, and then as uh, a 1990s kid, he says, "Psych." 
<laughs> he said they'll You're be kidding. together for the 47th, 48th, 49th, 50th anniversary. And for all those anniversaries and forever, Okada will make it rain. And then the music hit, and that was uh, Gato jumps on the apron all excited. What's the point of that, by the way? It's just it's ribbing just his different buddy. cultural type thing. Man, he's just ribbing Gato. That he, he probably never told me he was going to say it. That's so such a like, weird what? rib. Psych. <laughs> <laughs> um, really good stuff here. Let's let's uh, talk New Japan Cup real quick here. Talk the main event matches, and then kind of look at the brackets as to where we have a chance of everything going here. Um, I was live tweeting the first, uh, I live tweeted the 46th anniversary show and the first night of the new Japan cup. And I'm looking at the, what, what match was it here? I'm trying to, where we have new Japan cup, K E S. Uh, it was Zack Sabre, Joe junior, Yoshinobu Kanemaru and El Desperado against Naito Bushi and Sonata. And I have a wall that was innovative. Yoshinobu Kanemaru did a springboard leg drop off the guardrail to a slumped over Sonata on the guardrail. (laughs) Which I remember watching going, are you kidding me? (laughs) Kind of just talking about a couple of these. There wasn't a lot of, a lot on these undercards. I mean, I'm looking at the undercards night one, uh, two and two and three quarters, two and a quarter, two and three quarters, two and a half, two and a half, nothing standing out there. Um, I went, I had two on night two that I went three or higher night three. Everything was, was two and a quarter, two and three quarters, two and a half mm-hmm. night four, same thing, two, two and three quarters. So nothing really stood out, but I'll, I'll tell you this, uh, night two had a match between Naito Bushi and Sonata against Zack Sabre, Taka and Minoru Suzuki that I went three stars. That was good. But nice. one of the two that I, that I sent to you was, uh, night three, March 11th. I went two and three quarters on this. Shota Aminu, who's been the young line I've been praising out of this group that they have now, had a one-on-one match with El Desperado. And Desperado beat the hell out of Aminu. And then gave him some great near falls, sold an arm bar. Uh, walking to the locker room sold it. Obviously, Desperado wins. But this was, I think, the, the real official Shota Aminu coming out party. So if okay. you want to get on the, the Shota Aminu watch as the the next ace of these young lions up there with Oka. I think he's right there getting there with Oka, which is which is surprising because Oka's got a year on him, I think, but he really looked good. He really looked good. Um the other thing I remember from the the Minero Suzuki match um the tag match when he was beating up uh somebody in the crowd, one of the one of the guys in L I J he stopped and was stopped beating him with a chair only to look and see a new young lion in his new Japan warm-up suit was staying there, keeping the crowd away. And his eyes got big. Like he just saw a million dollars laying on the ground and drilled him as hard as he could, like four times with the chair to welcome him to the young lions. I don't know who this young lion was, but it looked like he had seen something that was the greatest thing he's ever seen. And the young lion was like, you know, like what, what, what are you staring at me for? And he just, beat the mess out of him. And then he just left him and the and whoever he was beating on with a the chair there, smiling, walking back to the ring. So there's a new victim in the Young Lions. <laughs> what figure out who he is. <laughs> but oh, the other man. undercard match. Um, Chase Owens, help us out with that one. 
Chucky T, Yoshihashi, Roki Goto, and Kazuchika Okada defeated uh, Yujiro Takahashi, Chase Owens, Tongaloa, and Kota Ibushi. I, I went three and a half stars on this match. Kota Ibushi, before the match, they all kind of looked at each other, and they all looked at Ibushi and said, hey, man, we're cool. Everything's cool. Chase Owens was kind of the mediator. Ibushi shook all their hands, and Ibushi worked a great tag match. He even, like, did, like, uh, Chase Owens went to Too Sweet him, and he just high-fived his Too Sweet, and there's a gif <laughs> of it of Chase Owens, like, smiling, looking at Yujiro, like, oh, yeah, Ibushi! Like, he's all excited about it. And then Ibushi kind of got a little bit of a mean streak going during the match, and the crowd was a little confused, and he just looked at him and shrugged his shoulders, went and tagged in Yujiro. Like, it was it was really entertaining seeing him wow. interact with, with the Bullet Club guys. But otherwise, the other two nights, uh, when he didn't work his New Japan Cup match, he just tagged in uh, tag matches with Chase Owens. But it was it was fun. It was kind of cool seeing that. Um, as for the New Japan Cup, we go to the first part of the quarterfinals. Uh, Juice Robinson defeated Yujiro Takahashi. I went three and a half stars in this match. Might be my third favorite match of this whole tournament. Um did you get to catch Juice and Yujiro? I I did. Yujiro, uh, again, going way longer than, than what I expected, but he looked pretty good. Um, yeah. Juice, again, over as ever. Loving the white gear, by the way. Uh, but Yujiro looked good. I was like, oh, there's a reason why a lot of people liked him. You know, when he was a young lion coming back, you know, kind of, what, 10 years ago or, or, or so, uh, but um, Yujiro, you know, it is what it was. But Juice Robinson, it continues to be the story of the one of the most over people uh, in New Japan right now. Um, threw this tweet out there, and we got some we got some fun retweets and such. Um, as crazy as this may sound, with that outfit, Juice Robinson feels like a big player in that entrance. Maybe they'll pull the trigger and have him win the cup. Uh, people agreed with this; they thought it was pretty fun. <laughs> uh, that was my dark jump. horse. That's for sure. Where uh, Okada walks uh, away from his, his exit at Corkin to uh, high-five and knuckle Chuck Taylor before walking back, <laughs> which is pretty entertaining. Yujiro <laughs> um, murdered Juice. I mean, he murdered him. My, my synopsis that I threw on there, we got some more, we got some more hits up on Twitter. Uh, wow, Juice took a beating. If the goal was to make him seem resilient for a potential second-round fight with Ishii, they pulled it off. Taking that punishment and coming out on top even more makes me think he may win this cup. He takes a pimp juice on open chairs, uh, cutting mm-hmm. his whole back open, which was brutal. Uh, so, I mean, he takes a fisherman brain buster on those. He takes another one of the ring kicks out, and then he kicks out from a fisherman buster from the top rope. They did everything they could to pull all the stops to have Ujiro take him out only to have him continue to fight back. I loved it. They made Juice look like a million dollars, man. It was great. Fantastic match. And then we get man, Michael Elgin so you really defeating. think, honestly, that they, they might pull the trigger on him? I still think there's a chance. Won, he's he one I've been hoping. I, I still think there's a chance that he wins and then challenges uh, Jay For White US. at Sakura Genesis. Yeah. Yep. I think it's a great it's a great challenge or a great way to do it. And then you leave the door open where you can kind of book Okada how you want to book him without having to worry about a, a tournament. Meaning mm-hmm. you still get your main event booked the way you want it to, and then you still get to use the tournament to get your semi-main event booked out. So I think that's okay. why you go that route. 
Book it. Um, well, we know Ishii, unfortunately, will not because uh, from the power bombs that he was taking, uh, I, I just hope, you know, his neck is okay. You no, know, did you end up watching the Elgin Ishii match? I I just, I caught like, I would like fast forward like every okay. couple of minutes here. So not as a whole, no. I went three stars. This was my second I think I think this is my second no third worst tournament match of the whole tournament. I don't wow. know if it's just I don't know like I don't feel like it was Ishii. Elgin just looked weird taking offense. He moved slower than normal. He moved awkward. I don't know if I just really am just like blah on Elgin after the last six months of allegations and you know mm-hmm. just kind of really turning off on him. But this match did not deliver to me. Elgin almost drops him on a power on a buckle bomb. He does a splash mountain off the top rope and drops him on his head to the point he's checking on him instead of pinning him, which which you knew was scary. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just it didn't do a lot for me. Some people I saw I saw this match get four and a half stars. Excuse me. I just it wasn't for me, man. Which leads us up to now Juice versus Elgin. Oh boy. I could see either of these guys winning now because of the U.S. title. They got to go juice. They got to go juice. I'm going juice, too. So we got juice in our final four. Um, Moving on to our next segment, the the second worst match that I had in the tournament, uh, Bad Luck Folly (laughs) defeats Lance Archer. I went two and a half stars on it just because it was two big hosses hitting each other. Um, So that got points for me. Uh, Did you you see night two, uh, the cup matches? Um, I, I did not get a chance because of my bad luck Fale policy. That's totally fine. Uh, the main event, I went three and a half stars in this. Hiroshi Tanahashi defeats Taichi. Another really good match. Wasn't on par with Taichi and Naito, but it was very good. It was definitely very good. Tanahashi seems like everything's ready to roll with him. Uh, you know, that was our consensus pick we picked last week. So, He's still alive, at least since she's out. Night three. Uh, I believe you you did watch these for sure. You, you texted me. These are my two favorite matches of the entire tournament. Um, Kota Ibushi should be champion and should be allowed to wrestle for any and all companies oh. in the world because he's insane. He's built. He's got a great smile, and he's part of the Golden Lovers. Uh, he's bringing it out of Yoshihashi because, again, two – Two matches out of this last week from Yoshihashi has my attention. Well, the Naito match really did not. uh, That took place back in February. But Abushi, Yashi was taking taking it to Kota, I would say. Um, You know, from from the reversals to the submissions, you know, kind of working working over uh, Kota there. Uh, But Abushi with the crazy flips and the audience interactions. The vicious, uh, you know, V trigger, if you will, or what? What does he call his his version? What, what does he call that? Uh, uh, the Kamigoi. Okay, the, just where he murders him, uh, knees to faces, essentially. Um, that that was wicked. Uh, props to Hashi for taking that that final one after just taking one uh, just mere minutes prior. Um, but no, this was a a pretty damn uh, thrilling match, I would say. Oh my god! You know, and, and I talked about how I went four stars on him and Sonata. I went four and a quarter on him and Ibushi. The and the the se- the sequence at the end to set up for the Kamigoi 
when he threw it and he ducked under. Uh, Yoshihashi hit some lariats on Abushi that were just brutally stiff. Abushi delivered it back a lot. I mean, you know, a lot of what Alex said, the offense was great. The match was great. I loved every bit of it. And they went just hard enough that you gave us everything we kind of needed out of a quarterfinal match that you go, Mm -hmm. yep. That means next round we're probably getting higher. And that means probably in the finals we may get even higher. So, (laughs) you know, it was was fantastic. It was just fantastic. Uh, And then Zack Sabre Jr., Defeats Tetsuya Naito via submission. Worked the leg, I went Jenny. Four stars on it. What's that? I said worked the leg, Jenny. <laughs> uh, I went four on this. What do you think of this match? Um, besides the initial shock, uh, kind of with with that ending there, but uh, it, it was Naito looked good. I like what they're doing with this character. He looks beat up. You know, Sabre Jr. was not afraid, which we've kind of noticed the last couple, um, you know, matches that he's had. The the opponents were not kind of enthralled with the whole L.I.J. Uh, degaff, if you will, of Naito. Uh, but again, Sabre Jr. just working uh, a great wrestling match, meaning he was just working one part of the body and it just made sense to the finish there. Um, he was taking uh, at it to Naito. Um, and again, depending on where they go with him and Jericho or what they have in, uh, in Naito's sights next, um, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting where they're going. I don't think, you know, as we talk about, he doesn't need to win every match, but if he continues to, you know, kind of taking losses or having, you know, uh, you know, pretty even matches, what does this do with his character? Yeah, I, I'm still, I understand the whole, you know, you have these upset type things happen. And usually Tanahashi is the guy who does it. Naito goes up this year in the first round. I don't know if they're just trying to cool off Naito a little bit before they surge him to the title. But then again, we said the same thing about Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. And Omega still doesn't have the title. So, I, so you're saying Naito's going to be in a bear suit next year? <laughs> you know, I here's the thing is I wonder is right now, you've had the most successful two years you've ever had. And I understand it's, it's a whole, you know, it's an entity that's gotten you there. But I tell you what, man, your business has not been better than with Okada as your champion. Mm-hmm. And right now, every time you market Okada defending his title on a show, you're going to sell out like that because now the attention is all on that. When is he going to lose? When are we going to see him lose? And unlike WWE where we knew Punk was going to lose, as you brought up earlier, because he wrestled The Rock at Rumble, so you knew that was going to happen. As we saw with Omega and as we saw with Naito back-to-back Wrestle Kingdoms, when a lot of people thought he was dropping the strap, he's still champion. And I think he's, they're drawing so much money because there is that interest of, I want to be there when it happens. I want to be in the building when he finally loses. And I think that's where they're at is why why rush Naito into it when you don't need to right now because you're just, you know, it's like I said, the business is booming. 
But man, taking that clean loss in the middle of the ring, I mean, what are they going to do with, you know, Sabre Jr. now? I mean, just have them continue, obviously, with Suzuki-Goon, Daka being the biggest cheerleader, which was awesome, by the way, but it was impressive. I mean, Zack Sabre Jr. was like a big thing, what, two, three years ago, still is, obviously, but, you know, I would say Osprey. I'll say he became big. How about that? He became big about three years ago. Okay, okay. Um, but with this, I mean, it was impressive. Like I said, just working that one spot until the, the payoff where it was a, a, a tap out by Nido. Clean. Two takeaways I have is one, we know this is a fact. Why not, Who's trying to now, Second thing, how about Takamichinoku being the Gato to Okada to Zack yeah. Sabre Jr.? I love it. I love it. And that leads me to this. Um, well, real quick, let, let's do the last two New, J- Cup, New Japan Cup matches, and then we'll do a quick breakdown of, of the tournament and then move on. Uh, my worst tournament match of the uh, entire thing, Toriyano defeats Davey Boy Smith Jr. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm going to tell you this. I was This was a total one-star special for me. Uh, I ended up going two and a quarter. And I say it went two and a quarter because for all the shenanigans and boring crap they did, they at least were working. They were, you could tell they were trying to work. I, it bothered me that Davy Boy would be so lackadaisical and hesitant with the way he would take some of these Yano spots. Like it looked mm-hmm. like he was a second too slow. But <laughs> I'll tell you, that finish was fantastic. Maybe he was affected by uh, yeah, that was a good finish. Maybe he was affected by Scott Hall's words um, hey, uh, that he put on Twitter against his dad. The the uh, missing a big boot, crotching himself, having Yano lift the guardrail up to hurt the crotch even more, and then he falls into the crowd and gets counted yeah. out. I loved it. I was like, okay, that finish was awesome. That was really cool. And I, I and the other thing that that put it put it a li- or put it to the two. In a corner was Yano was actually taking some bumps, which you never see. Mm-hmm. So, and that was me being gracious, but I mean it was still the worst match but, of the tournament. But the main of the main of that night totally oh, upended. I went all four of stars that. on this dude. I went four on this man. Chuck TZ I, man, just you know. And good. I was I was halfway through the match. I was prepared to come in on saying, dude, you know, I always talk about how much I like Chuck Taylor. But like Adam Cole, he's a better plunder wrestler. It's just just his mm-hmm. pedigree. It's not a bad thing. It's just that's just in his pedigree. And we started to see they incorporated the plunder. We saw that we saw the crowd fighting and the and the table spot, which was all you know good and and they did it well. And that's why I say he's a great plunder worker. Mm-hmm. But there was some awesome near falls in, in the ring. Uh, hearing the announcer scream awful, awful. When he, when he hit the awful waffle on Sonata, I marked out <laughs> so hard from that. Um, and then Sonata doing a Destino cold skull for the finish. Mm-hmm. And then when Chuck Taylor wouldn't tap, excuse me, Chuck Teasy, he breaks it off and then moonsaults him and pins him. It was tremendous. Such a good match. What do you think of this match? Uh, Chuck Taylor looking again, he's like, I deserve to be here. I know I can be here. And uh, again, he, he got thrown 
pushed through a, a Japanese table with the ease by Sonata. No, th- this was a good match. I hope uh, Chuck Taylor does a little bit more in New Japan. What is he a part of? Chaos, correct? Yeah, um, I'm wondering if he just got Beretta's New Japan Cup spot. And that's the only thing that scares me is with Beretta being hurt, is they threw him in there because of that. But hopefully, I kind of like this, Chuck Taylor. I, I, yeah, I do. You know, I, I think this Great. is more of a kind of a, hey, everybody, hey, world. Um, because he held his own against Sonata. He made Roman Reigns look good. Let's just say that. Um, no, but Sonata, you know, he, he gets it. The guy where I thought he was kind of walking uh, through the, uh, the, the later half of 2017, he definitely has uh, stepped his game up since October, November, uh, leading up to the last couple of months here in the new year. But Sonata looking good. Chuck Taylor, though, he definitely made a Sonata look good. Yeah, yeah, Chuck Teasy definitely left this show with people remembering who he was. And I think that's all you ask for. So we have Juice taking on the winner of or okay, so we we, we both agree Juice over Elgin. Mm-hmm. Here comes the scary one because he always seems to lose this guy. Tanahashi versus Bad Luck Fale. I think Tana still gets the victory, do you? I think Tana, yes. Yes. Which then leads us, I think, the night. So the Juice Elgin match is on the 14th. This match is on the 15th, I believe. On the 16th, we get Kota Bushi versus Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, I'm going Kota. I, I don't know how to pick it. I, I don't know how to pick that one. I think, you know, yes, Kota doesn't need the need W. Um, I think if you want to keep riding this wave of. Uh, of Zack Sabre Jr. kind of, oh, you know, true. making your guy tap, your number two guy, if you will, in your company, um, you know, tap cleanly. I, I think you, you got to do something again, because otherwise that was all for naught. Um, I'm, I'm going to go Zack Sabre Jr. riding that wave. Oh, my God. Okay, so I have two, I have three theories for this tournament now. Um, boy, oh, boy. I'll say this. Because um, somehow someone's going to come. Well, I, I don't know. I guess it depends on if anyone's in Japan uh, for those nights. But, you know, I would say bar side, you know, interference. So Kota, you know, somehow doesn't lose either. Or loses, um, I should say. No, I don't know if they do interference, though. I mean, Naito lost clean. And I think Naito's a bigger deal. Um, Kota Bushi was voted by the fans as the pick to win this, too, uh, from New Japan fans. Um, I'll say this. Sonata's beating Yano, right? Yes. Okay. I, I, I would hope be so. Sonata. Be <laughs> okay, so we have Sonata in there. So, obviously, you know my thought about Tanahashi. If he wins this tournament. So, so let's look at this. We have five guys left in the tournament for what we said. Juice Robinson wins. He's challenging for the U.S. title. That's kind of, that's kind of our given thought. I got Juice and Zack Sabre Jr. In, in your finals. finals? Okay. Who's winning? Whew. I'm going to go Juice. Okay, and then, he, and then he challenges Jay White? Mm-hmm. Okay. If Tanahashi wins, we know he's challenging Okada, so he can be that tiebreaker defense to get to the last title defense. So we know why they do that route. Um, I don't see Sonata winning, so I'm not even going to analyze that. Here's where, where I'm ner- I don't know who to pick out of Ibushi and Zack Sabre. My two theories, I'll re-give one of them that I said last week. Kota Ibushi wins this whole thing, 
and at Sakura Genesis, he beats Okada. He ends mm-hmm. the streak, and then he and then Omega wins the G1, and we get Omega Abushi at Wrestle Does that <laughs> sell? Does that sell? Oh though? God, yes. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say this. If they do that match... Of course it will, but you know what I mean. Like you just said, Okada prints money. He said, I'm going to sell the Tokyo Dome out. If he's not your main event, does it still have that that Okada-ness? Here's your big big three. This is me booking in March now, by the way, so just bear with me. Here's your big three. Abushi defending against Omega... Tanahashi getting his rematch at Minoru Suzuki for the IC title. And then you get Sonata against Okada. Hmm. And now Okada's I don't know. Just because role. everything is evil is uh, a little bit more enticing, I would say. Oh, with... Uh, see, with evil see, and Okada. Where, well, that's where you could book like evil against Goto. Or evil against we already Ishii saw that. or something like that. Yeah, we don't want to see that again. Anyway, okay. Like I said, I'm booking way too far out. And we, we still got WWE here. Here's the other thing. Zack Sabre Jr. could win this whole thing. And you immediately start having Taka do what he said to Naito. The you will tap out. Mm-hmm. And he can start dogging Okada saying, oh, how cute. You have a new submission move. You do a Cobra Clutch now. Ah. Well, you haven't seen a submission expert like Zack Sabre Jr. Ah. And they could tee up the submission aspect between Zack Sabre and Okada. <laughs> yeah. Osprey. That would be tight. That's um, that got you thinking, I, didn't it? That's a good one. I, I wouldn't mind Zack Sabre Jr., you know, but why? I, I get challenging Okada, but what if he pulls a swerve and says, hey, daddy. Maybe I want your title and then goes against the IC against Suzuki. And then we can finally get the stable I want of Hiroki Goto, Zack Sabre Jr., Dave Finley, and Jay White. (laughs) Let's go! Let's go! (laughs) All like the the second, third, and commands of the stables all like leave and come together. Roman Reigns, you, know, you D- seriously need to watch Sonata's work because he's seriously doing a way better job. D- Dave Finley can come in as the pin taker, and then you can have like, um, you can have Chase Owens even defect and come over. I don't know. Can I'm we make a? Can our second official uh, Russell Brady shirt just be pin taker Dave Finley, or picture of Dave <laughs> Finley's like beard and hair silhouette, and then just pin taker? You are the pin taker. I'm fine with it. Why not? Um, these semifinals, I think it's 14, 15, 16, and 17, uh, will be one a night. 18th, they have the night off. The 19th, we get one. The 20th, we get the other semifinal. And then on the 21st is the finals. I can't wait. Uh, next Wednesday, uh, about 10, you know, nine, 10 days from now. So, you know, it's all shaping up. And then after this, now we got our main event for Sakura Genesis. Just, I mean, then April starts and we just keep going. Oh, I can't wait. There's so much good wrestling going on. <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting because I look at this and I go, I, I don't think Sonata or Sonata and Yana winner has a chance. 
I think whoever wins out of Ibushi and Zack Sabre could win. Mm. I think if Juice beats Elgin, he can believably win. And I think if Tanahashi beats Fale, he can believably win. So I think four of the eight guys are believable challengers to a bigger picture at Sakura Genesis. But once again, it's the New Japan Cup, and you never know what's going to happen. That makes these matches so good. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait. Uh, And oh, yeah, it's WrestleMania season. (laughs) Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna ignore that British chick. We're taking our last break. If you get cut off because we are going into overtime here right now, uh, we will be podcastable about a half hour after the show is over. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio, tune in. Uh, for those of you listening live, we're taking our last break. When we come back, we are talking WWE to end the show. So if you get it in with us now, awesome. If you got to listen later, we appreciate it. Regardless, this is WrestleCast Strong Style Media. Be right back. Missing out on an awesome show sucks. SeatGeek is an app that lets you track your favorite artists and notifies you when they announce new shows nearby. You can even connect your favorite music services so that you never miss out again. SeatGeek, the smart way to buy tickets. Fan of pro wrestling like we are? We got you covered. From WWE, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact, Lucha Underground, All Japan, and more. We're talking the highs and lows in pro wrestling. Heck, we're even giving you people from the Okadas and Omega. We're even talking the Bone Soldiers and Enzo Amoris. Sorry, Daniel. We'll stick to guys like this. Ryan Cook here, and you can check me out along with my co-host Alex Mello each Monday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Okay, I'm going to get that jersey for Steven. Oh, that Michigan sweatshirt is perfect for Susie. Ryan is going to love this hat. Fanatics.com has great gifts for all the sports fans in your life. Go to Fanatics.com right now and get free shipping and up to 10% cash back on absolutely everything. Every sport, every team. Fanatics.com, where sports fans shop. Calling all fight fans worldwide. My name is Elijah McNeil, and I'm one half of the best boxing podcast on the net. The one and only Standing Account Radio. Do you like hard-hitting commentary, analysis, and banter? Tune in on Sundays at 10 p.m. with my co-host, Ryan the Technical Legend Cook, and I break it down. That's Standing Account Radio, 10 p.m. Sundays, Strong Style Media. Alexa, call Ashley. Yeah, it's about time you call that girl. No, 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 he just talked to that girl two hours ago. You gotta let love marinate. Put love in that bag to marinate. Mmm, love gonna be in that bag like, mmm, I can't wait to talk to him tomorrow. What? And then, after it marinates, no, you're gonna pull it out. Jamie, who's Alexa? Say it! Say it, Jamie! You Alexa, that's right, I'm Alexa. Thanks, guys, but I'll take it from here. 
You know, I know yeah. we played Bludgeon Brothers theme before, but I tell you what, after uh, the complaining in the opening that I gave about the Usos thing, and then what we saw at Fastlane, I was like, damn it, they're getting another play. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Um, WWE last week, how do you want to roll through this? Um, I'm not going to tell you how I want to roll with something. I think the reason why I was a little eh on, on these New Japan matches is because they were like 10 to 15 to 20 minutes, which is basically like a five-minute Raw or SmackDown TV match <laughs> for how their matches are. So, so I was like, oh, yeah, it's just whatever. But, like, it no, does make a difference when you're used to 30-plus minute matches with all the talent, you know, that you're, you know, that that we've said, you know, during those, <laughs> those brackets. We're just like, oh, 10, 15 minutes, whatever, you know. It's kind of a... And that's why in my head I'm going, God, he didn't watch night two of the New Japan Cup, but I bet he watched SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> I skimmed <Damn> through SmackDown. <laughs> Um, I hope you skimmed through Raw because that wasn't too eventful. Let's let's go through Raw and SmackDown quick, and then actually break down Fastlane because I I want to talk about Fastlane. Okay. Uh, Monday Night Raw. I'm just looking over my notes. Oscar Nia Jax. I know you had some feelings by the way that you had uh, Pop Culturist's uh, intro written out. I will say this though, I gave it two and three quarters. It was the highest rated Raw match of the night. I gave it. Did you mm-hmm. not like it, or did you just enjoy the missing the wrong leg backbreaker and such? Well, I'll, I'll just say I don't write any of those intros. When I read that, I was like, "What the hell?" Um, oh, so to I answer you that, write them and then send them to Kyle. That's why. no, not at all, not at all. So half the time I'm like, "What? This has nothing to do with the show whatsoever." Um, <laughs> you know what? So does? Why not done? Who's Yeah, so sometimes when I post, I'll edit them or something along the mic there. But but no, I you know I I thought it is what it is. But to me, I've seen Oscar Nia Jax sadly about five or six times here. Um, I think you know with the match being set up at WrestleMania now, finally, um, there's you know they're bringing up the streak a lot more during Oscar matches, but they have been but they were stressing it obviously because this is going to be a big match where finally there's a legitimate threat. Sorry, Naya. Uh, it just wasn't there. Um, yes, you could move all you want, but I, you know, I, I thought it was fine. Nothing, I you know, it wasn't as when good they as a re- pay-per-view match, you know, no, from a few weeks I agree before. When they rebooked, you know, what did I, yeah, I, I gave their pay-per-view match three and a half. That was actually my second best match of that card. Um, when they rebooked this, I went, don't you tell me that you're having her win. If you're ending the streak on a raw, that's what scared me a little bit. Uh, I don't yeah. I think they just have really good chemistry. So I think that's why I went as high as I did. But I'll tell you this, what really sold me on, okay, I can, I know for a fact they're going to do Charlotte Oscar now was that awesome segment, at least to me, awesome segment between yes. bliss and Naya in the back. I don't know if it really bothered her as much or if she's just that good at what she does, but I truly felt bad for Nia Jax. And I truly felt like 
Little Miss Bliss is the biggest see you next Tuesday I've ever seen in my entire life. And I thought they both came away tremendously stronger after that backstage segment where she was crying when she was trying to motivate her and all she was doing was dogging her. Yeah. I thought that was a tremendous segment. That was one of the, that was one of the, what's that? Frenemies. That's what girls love to do. Or it was fellas in our little group here. It was, it was, uh, Elijah, you still need to do some of that stuff. We told you to keep up, man, or to stay awake. It'll work. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but that truly was one of the most like powerful segments I've seen on Raw. I'm like, oh my god, this is terrible. This woman is just just rotten. And Kudos I think to the e for that. Yeah, by the way, I think this is the the best of a. I don't want to say star making performance because they didn't really make a star in in any of this. But this was one of the best best book segments WWE mm-hmm. has done in a long time at really bringing out emotion from people and making you invested mm-hmm. in something, if, if that's a good way to say it. But I and totally be- was just wowed by that segment. And everything that you said, I was watching last Monday, and I was like, oh, okay. And especially after the match with Asuka, where, you know, they, they rarely show the, the person losing walking to the back unless they're stressing something. And then you have Alexa Bliss and that whole segment because they're trying to make now Naya the the big baby face, I'm assuming, on Monday nights now. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just I think that's where they're going. And like you were saying, they're planting the seeds for Naya's big WrestleMania moment. And and what's what's and you know what I will not be mad if she finally wins the, if she no. if she beats Bliss that's the I, that'll be the best best booked angle with the with the climactic finish at WrestleMania they've done in I don't mm-hmm. know ten years. <laughs> I mean seriously, that's you know, worthy of a WrestleMania moment or yeah, that is how it, you build. If you don't get Braun Strowman in that world title match like you should, Nia Jax will take over for that. And like you said. I agree. I'm not mad with that whatsoever. And what's perfect with this women's division is we saw Bailey beats Mandy Rose. Uh, I went two and a quarter. was what it was. Uh, Sonya Deville comes in and starts beating on her. Sasha makes a save, and Bailey walks out. They've now incorporated that these two have to have a match at Mania. And I'm glad mm-hmm. because I think it's going to be tremendous. I think they're going to have a great match. I think the women have a chance to steal this WrestleMania. If, if you're they giving will. me Bailey, Sasha... You're giving me Charlotte Asuka, and you're giving me Nia Bliss. There's a chance. Oh, don't those... forget, don't forget Becky Lynch versus whoever, because you need to have a Becky Lynch in your WrestleMania. You have to. Did she... I I don't know if this is true or not, but I thought somewhere I heard of doing that they were talking about doing like an Andre style women's battle royal too. <laughs> I can't. Oh, I cannot confirm it. or deny this, but I thought I heard something. I'd rather watch that than the men's Andre Battle Royal. Make it, it the May Young Battle Royal. Make it the Moolah, where she uh, slang No, the Rocket her, her Robin her Rumble. Rocket Robin! Jake's sister. Um, really? But now that you put Bailey and Sasha in the side feud, it greenlights Bailey. Or uh, Bliss and Naya. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. It's a, it, This was the best part of Raw for me. I, I'm going down my list. Yeah. 
the bar wrestled the revival. Wait, Dustin Reynolds wasn't the best part? Oh, God, I'll get to that in a second. I'm going revivals <laughs> beating the bar. They're going to get their title shot at Mania, and then they lose. I'm like, uh, okay. Well, if you guys are banking on the Hardys, Jeff Hardy ruined that for you, so that's not happening. Better be offers of pain now answering the challenge. But yeah, uh, <laughs> Cena Goldust, I gave a one and a half star. Ooh. It was brutal. I, you know, Goldust starts off the match looking great for a few minutes, and then it was like he forgot how to wrestle. And Cena was the epitome of you talk too much on Botchamania because he, all right, Dustin, we're going here. Dustin, Dustin, I need you to, Dustin. I'm like, shut up. Stop screaming at the guy. <laughs> I, the cameras are watching. Goldust completely didn't understand how to do the the five moves of doom that, that every child knows how to do, which is even worse. That killed the match. I'm like, how do you not know the five moves of doom? Like, how do you not know to take two shoulder blocks, throw a clothesline, uh, and it gets it gets ducked, and then you take the uh, the blue thunder which he screwed that out. Oh, it was bad, dude. It was a, not a good match. Almost as bad as uh, John Cena appearing on a Monday Night Raw after he said he was going to Tuesday night. That's all I have to say about that shite segment. Yeah, he shows, he shows up after leaving Raw to go to SmackDown just to come back to Raw to promote his appearance on SmackDown on Sunday. What the hell? Is going on here. And this is after we just got done saying Raw had a great pay-per-view and a really good lead-up to show. And then this mm-hmm. is what they came back with the next week. Um, Braun and Elias in the symphony match was... Did, did you like it? I thought I was watching TNA for a second. <laughs> They're running so and no. lifting cars up and park. And, and the commentators are doing nothing to put the match over. Maybe he should no. learn how to drive. Well, no, you just saw him shift. What are you saying that for? It's... That's that's why I said it was like watching a TNA matchup. <laughs> Michael Cole sucks. <laughs> I just, Oof. you know, I, I've, I've had bitter thoughts since Michael Cole was like, guys, are you ready for this? Jinder Mahal making his Royal Rumble debut, even though he's been in two before this one. That <laughs> Michael Cole called. He was in 2013 and 2014. <laughs> <laughs> like come on, uh, the the second ever for 2018, Bray Wyatt versus Rhino gets a dud uh, rating. That's Rhino was in the other dud when it was him and Slater against Titus Worldwide when uh, that ended. Oh. Uh, mm. Balor and Rollins defeat the Miztourage in the main event. I went two and a quarter on that. Rogers, right a bad week, man. What else do you want to Three say? Three way. Um, Heyman and Reigns did nothing to build. Um, no, nope. I just laughed. He just said, "Hey, I know your family. Yeah, you know my family." Paul, boom. I'm the big guy. <laughs> yeah. Would you rather Lesnar's going to about... possibly come beat you up next week? Do you think it makes sense to not have Lesnar on TV at all until Mania? Just I, why play not? it out. Just to piss everyone off. I would do it. Why not? Why not? Well, Minneapolis, like, he was in uh, Minneapolis last Friday against the Miz. Murdered him and the Miz-Taraj in under a minute to get the win. <laughs> you know, Longer than this. Kane. When, uh, you know, four years ago or whatever, when we got the, or five years ago, when we got the Lesnar-Roman buildup, let's not forget the go-home Raw 
was them playing tug of war with the title. <laughs> I forgot about that. So Keep I don't up. think it matters if they're on TV together. I really don't. All you got to do is dress up like a bear and you'll be more over than Roman <laughs> Reigns right now. And, you know, and, and kudos to that. You, you know, you wanted to mention that during New Japan. Let's mention that real quick right now. Uh, Kenny Omega shows up at ROH's pay-per-view and he has the bear outfit on. Brady Rhodes kisses Kenny Omega and says, why don't you go tell Coda about that and see how he feels? Like, yep. whoa! Yep. To play off of the the Cody Rhodes kissing Kota Ibushi. Is that going to be on that uh, streaming, on their streaming site, or are we going to have to order that after NXT? Oh, I don't know. I, I'll check that out. Their streaming service showed this pay-per-view. I, here's the thing is I don't know if we can pay monthly for the for the streaming service. I think it's you pay a hundred and twenty dollars. It's like a hundred and twenty dollars for a year. Ugh. Or a hundred dollars for a year. I don't know, but that Matt Taven guy has changed my mind. <laughs> um, did you watch the Ring of Honor pay per view? I didn't see it. No, I, I just kinda saw little clips and gifts and you know, little things like that. No, I did not. Oh, okay. Austin Aries shows up carrying all his titles. He had the impact in the world. Yeah. Um, Is ROH and impact wrestling possibly, could they do something together? I think Don Callis there is definitely making it a lot better for a lot of people because I think he's a lot more level-headed. Is TNA going to utilize New Japan talent a little bit better, say, two years down the line, A, if they're still in business, but B, if Don Callis kind of builds that back up? Do you think somehow these three companies, especially by New Japan, possibly overtaking a, a big chunk of the American market with the L.A. Dojo starting this year, do you think by 2020, if these companies align but still stay separate, could they pose a threat for the E? Um, if I'm New Japan, I stay away from TNA, to be honest with you. Um, Just stick with the ROH thing? Yeah, apparently, like, Aries told TNA that he was going to be on the ROH show. He doesn't have a contract or anything. He just showed up to challenge Kenny King. I'm assuming it'll be at Supercard of Honor because they're going to want to sell those tickets. But, look, if if I'm New Japan, I go, you guys already have a budding business with Pro Wrestling Noah. We ditch Noah. Mm-hmm. When we tried to financially help, we gave him Suzuki Goon. They and they basically gave us the finger and said, "Screw you guys." So we don't like Noah. <laughs> and you had the greatest wrestler alive as a bellboy car hop to Samoa Joe. Hmm. I, I all of that was was gibberish, almost like. Ruby Riot's uh, basic promo against Charlotte on this past Tuesday, uh, SmackDown Live. Um, as we all know from the match at Fastlane break. Um, but I, th- I thought, actually, I, I, I won't say that. It was basic, but Riot t- t- did show, um, you know, a, a little gumption. She, she seemed viable for a second even though we, we, we kind of knew. But, you know, judging from the match as well as this promo, she's she's not bad on the mic. She's definitely better than when Charlotte first kind of came up onto the yeah. main roster. Um, SmackDown as a whole, I mean, we got... It was there. Jinder Mahal beat Randy Orton. Yep. Uh, but 
he wasn't in any match at fast break. Oh, it's okay because you know both secondary titles are going to have to be three ways at Mania because we're not doing the women at three, three ways and four ways. <laughs> you know it's going to happen. You know it's going to happen. You know it's Jinder Orton and, and Bobby Roode. You oh. know it's going to happen. Just give me uh, Orton Roode two. That's all I want. <laughs> Becky beats Carmella uh, with two stars on it. It was all about a Twitter war. Styles and Ziggler. I had three and a quarters going until it, it ended prematurely, which kind of pissed me off. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got a impromptu five-way where Sami Zayn, after promising Kevin Owens he would lay down for him, gets the victory in the five-way. Did you just think it was a little overkill to have a five-way five days before you're having a The original way? match, yeah. I, you I'll know what's overkill? Lot is you have John Cena literally in the same area less than 24 hours prior, and you can't even show up to build him into this impromptu <laughs> five-way match. What the blank is that? That's that's just that's he was terrible. too busy recovering from his punches to the face from Dustin Runnels. <laughs> but it, that movie that he looks in, uh, that he's in blockers, looks hilarious. Um, yeah, I, Becky I do Lynch, want to see that. If Cyborg, you know, within the next three weeks, finally calls her out no. from their real Twitter feud from SummerSlam, would you be okay no. with that? No. <laughs> How many times do I have to say no? <laughs> Cyborg, Cyborg will do things to her that scare me half to death. Oh man! <laughs> but she's a. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm just telling you, I, I don't trust, uh, I don't trust her to do anything <laughs> uh, in a wrestling <laughs> ring that's safe. Nice, nice. Um, you want to talk fast lane? I go to fast lane yeah. now, or do you want anything else from Monday, Tuesday? Uh, Tuesday served no purpose whatsoever as kind of a lead-in show. And you, uh, it was like watching Monday Night Raw from Japan 2004. I know. I'm. <laughs> I'm almost as embarrassed as putting Kid Rock in the WWE Hall of Oh. Ah, you gall dang WWE show. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, Ishimori leaves Pro Wrestling Noah, by the way. Yeah, I was, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that because that surprised me. He said he's leaving for an opportunity that he would be mad if he did not accept. Where does that mean, though? I have Up no idea. Side, or no... just down the road? I mean, Ishimori is a what? Three-time junior champ, a six-time junior tag champ. He leaves after the Great Voyage show, which is one of their big shows. Mm-hmm. Totally caught. I was not. And especially on Impact, uh, last week he dropped the X Division title to Matt Seidel. I thought that meant he was going back and for, for greener pastures and Noah. But hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's, you know... Kiyomiya and, and Kano and those guys are getting all the bookings now and the, and the top spots. And maybe Ishimori was like, dude, I'm out. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he shows up on 205 for all I know. Maybe he shows up at NXT. I was about to say, is he one of the 205 signees? Does America, yeah, will America be ready? He's a great worker. I'll tell you that much. Um, I watched a WWE pre-show. Alex. <laughs> no, come on. I, I had nothing come else on. to do at 6.30 I was a little upset um, Brizongo And uh, the Perfect 10 Ty Dillinger defeated the team Chad Gable, Shelton Benjamin, and Mojo Ooh. Rowley 
Mojo Rowley. What? That was a thing. I, I went two and a quarter on the match. Um, Chad gave him a spot where he he dropped down and wanted um, uh, Tyler Breeze to you know Matt wrestle him like Angle used to do, and yep. instead he sat on him like he was a horse and pretended to ride him. <laughs> I get the three quarter star after the two. I get it now. <laughs> oh, and that reminds me. Um, I I don't know why I just thought of this now, but the um. <laughs> This, this goes back to the New Japan Cup real quick. I'm trying to. I'm looking at my notes. Um, uh, it was uh, Taichi and Takashi Azuka took on Hiroshi Tanahashi and uh, Raisuke Taguchi. And I swear, Whoa, every time what's the name of that team, Funky um, what? The Funky, funky Aces. Oh, I love it. <laughs> was you wearing glasses? But, uh, What's Tana wearing glasses? You got to tell. No, not this time. He was oh. he was in his midlife crisis dad mode. But I tell you what, every time Azuka's in the ring with Taguchi, I just dread when Taguchi does a spot where he sits on the top rope to have Tanahashi throw him into his butt. And this time, Azuka, well, Tanahashi gets pulled out by Taichi. So now Azuka <laughs> is standing on the other corner, and he walks from corner to corner, growling and throwing his arms and head and all of his weird Takashi Azuka ways just to go and start chewing his bee. I just, I'm like, why? Just every time these two guys have to wrestle, the Azuka got it just gnaw on his butt. I just can't stand it. Every time. Oh, wow. it blows my mind, which then leads me to this. After um, Desperado and Kanemaru defeated Ren Narita and Raisuke Taguchi on the, I think it was the the 310 show, Desperado in his interview says, yeah, once again, we beat the pervert and the young boy. <laughs> and, he, and he refers to Taguchi as the pervert. <laughs> and then he, he's like, if you guys want to do the three-way dance, he's, he says, in, in English, one more time, MFR. And he goes, Those are the lyrics to my favorite song. Doesn't say the song and walks away. I'm like, I have no idea what Desperado's promo was about, but it was better than Undertaker on the 25th anniversary. Fast play, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Opening Whoa, match, Shinsuke Nakamura takes on Rusev. Alex, I'm three and a half on this match. I loved it. On Brazango? What? No. Uh, no. This was a good <laughs> opener. Um, yeah, I I had fun. I liked how it was given time. It wasn't you know Russell and bustle right away. It, it it was a nice slow burn, if you will. Um, literally kicked it in the high gear. Um, you know to to kind of close out the win there. Uh, but Rusev is just look is is great. Aiden English doing the rap. Uh, yeah, that was the coolest thing ever. At first, like his second bar was like. Wait, he's Hamilton in this whole situation, and I love it. <laughs> um, it was it, it was wonderful. Rusev looks great. Uh, as uh, it was pointed out to me uh, about Rusev uh, while watching this match, uh, I was asked, "Why isn't this guy in the title picture? And where is Lana? Because he he definitely could use her." And see why isn't he in the title match? 
Like, the, I, she, no idea. She had no idea why this guy. I mean, she was happy. She was he was facing Nakamura because that's a big thing. But she was saying, why has he just been wasted? I I've come to the conclusion that I'm not mad about the Lana thing anymore. Because I think Aiden English serves just as good of a oh he's as great. Lana. Yeah, see him having both of them like a cavalcade of people where I think that could work. I'm not saying he needs Lana. But it's it, it's just that could be a distinct edge when he wants to get out of this character, if you will. That's when you, you bring her back. But now, no, Ada English and him, a great pairing. Yeah, I, I think she's when you want to move on from English, you bring her back. I agree yes. with that. Yeah. Um, as for the push, I, dude, I can't, I couldn't tell you, man. This is the first time I've seen mixed reactions for Nakamura. You yeah. always see Nakamura get a hundred percent. Nakamura, Bruce, like that. They exactly. have two. You never three. see that. But there was you never two see of the dueling chants. You're exactly right. Two dueling chants, and not back. Like maybe five minutes in, and then like seven minutes after that first one, just kept just reignited. Which, again, that's a credit to both of those guys. But Rusev, damn. Give that yeah, man two and, tanks at WrestleMania for the like said, giant battle oil. You never see anybody get chance over Nakamura. Like, I didn't even see AJ, when they were together in the ring, get chance over Nakamura, really. Rusev did, you could argue. I, They have yeah. gold in their hands, and I just... It goes back to what frustrates me about this company is they just don't know what they're doing with people. You, you know, I'll go back to my my homage to the last month of my argument. Ooh, this is a star homage. that you could make and you're not making it. How hard is it that you don't see that this is a star in the making in what you have with Rusev and you don't do it? Uh, exhibit A, Braun Strowman. Exhibit B, Finn <laughs> <laughs> Exhibit Q. <laughs> but it just comes to time. I mean, that's the sad point of it all. Even though it seems like we're we're treated with umpteen to hours of WWE programming per week, there's still commercial breaks. There's still things for your bigger wrestlers, you know, more time, if you will. It's it's just lack of time. And and Rusev and Aiden English have taken a huge um What's what I'm looking for? Taking advantage, um, you know, and and just doing well. But I think also another thing is Rusev and Lana on Twitter are definitely not helping their cause. Um, you know, a when they they kind of smack uh, in their everyday lives. So, but Rusev, they're he's awesome. Give him everything. Um, I move on to the next match, and I went three and a half again. Randy Orton defeats Bobby Roode to become the 10th Grand Slam champion ever. I thought this match was almost everything I thought it could have been. I think it could have been a little bit better, and I say that as giving it three and a half stars. I think with a little more feeling out and being used to each other, he could have an even better match. Yeah. Whoa, what's Mozilla. Um, <laughs> you, you are definitely cutting in and out, that's for sure. Mo, Mozilla's like, how dare you, sir? 
talk about our bookings. <laughs> and all sorts of uh, anger. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Orton and Rude was good, man. Orton and Rude was a really good match. Told a really good story. And we got we got to see an engaged Orton, I felt, too. Like, we got to see Randy Orton really care. And, you know, we, we talk a lot about Nakamura, who sometimes is is not fully invested in the match, you know. And Nakamura was 100% in with Rusev. And we saw the same thing. Randy Orton was 100% invested in this match with Bobby Roode. The way he was selling Roode's chops were tremendous, which is something I never thought I'd, I'd say somebody is, is the way that they sold their chops. Their false finishes were really good. They didn't stumble over one another, and they kept it at such a methodical pace that they really didn't leave themselves to have any form of error, like room for error. And I thought that was another tremendous part of this match. You know, it it just it it just kept delivering and it kept delivering, and it was a nice finish. Rude hits the blockbuster for a near fall. They fight back out. He goes for a second blockbuster, which gets countered into an RKO. I mean, what can you say? Obviously, as we hit them with the three-way, Jinder Mahal makes his way out to the ring, uh, starts going after Bobby Roode, or excuse me, Randy Orton. Bobby Roode cuts him off. He hits the DDT on Jinder, picks up Orton, and hits another one on him just for good measure. Roode stands tall, which obviously means we're leading to a three-way. Once you get at WrestleMania, because we already did it for the IC title, we might as well do it for the U.S. title. <laughs> Fortunately, but it was it was a good match and it 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 over delivered to me. I was very excited with it. Um, we kind of took a little rough spot. Becky Lynch and Naomi lose to Carmella and Natalia. I went two and a quarter. Simple women's tag match. I didn't get a lot of heat out of it. I was expecting a lot more for, for how much they had built to it. Um, I guess I was just mad they, they phased Becky out a lot of the match. I think I think she is one of the most underappreciated performers on this, this show. I uh, wish she would have got a little more of a, of a rub inside of the match, but was what it was. Carmella with a super kick on Naomi to get the victory. I believe she pinned Naomi. She super kicked one of them. Then we get, for the 900th time, the New Day and the Usos, I went two and three quarters on this match. A really cool start where I think it was Jimmy hits a super kick and just mean mugs the camera for about 19 seconds <laughs> as everyone else is moving behind him, doesn't flinch or anything. Uh, we get a double double dive spot between the Usos to the floor onto all three members of New Day, which then leads to the Bludgeon Brothers, who I've been complaining about were not in the title picture even though they walked by the Usos every week. And they took those hammers and they decimated every single one of the five guys out there. They hit a double stalling vertical suplex on the floor to Xavier Woods. Rowan with a running high cross body to Big E on the floor. Uh, Kofi Kingston gets hit with the big mallet hammer thing, gets thrown into the, the ring post. He's taken out. The Usos get assaulted. Uh, Rowan with a huge splash where, where Luke Harper throws him down on top of the two. Body slams 
uh, Luke Harper on the both of them. Puts one of the Usos against the ring step, swings the mallet. The Uso moves and then gets hockey checked with the other mallet from Rowan over the guardrail. It was brutal. And then for good measure, they decide to go back over to the fallen Xavier Woods. And uh, Rowan picks him up in a full Nelson slam, only to have Harper grab him by the legs. And they hit a giant power bomb on the ring steps. I thought Xavier Woods' neck snapped from where it hit. He starts Devon convulsing, you could say. They take him out on a stretcher. It was definitely brutal. I believe this leads us to another three-way at WrestleMania. This will be our third one now. Uh, Usos, New Day, Bludgeon Brothers. Uh, we go to our semi-main event. I went two and three quarters on this. Charlotte defeated Ruby Riot. The match got a decent amount of time. They had some fun spots, but once again, it just continues to seem like Charlotte is just awkward at times, and I can't figure out why she is. Um, there's just certain moves that seem to happen or certain sequences, and she kind of, I don't know, looks a little out of place with it. But her character's so good, it's so over, and she hits so many cool innovative spots that, to me, it makes up for it. I think that's the one advantage she has. She just, you know, she, she's got less ring time than all these. Ruby Riot ran as Heidi Lovelace on the indies for years. You know, Bailey ran in the indies for years. Becky Lynch ran, you know, she was doing shimmers, Rebecca Knox, you know, all these, Sasha, they, they've had time to, to groom. So I think Charlotte just needs to get there, but it was a fun match. She hit a nice little, uh, little corner spot on Ruby Riot. She does get the victory after both uh, the Riot squad gets thrown out and Becky and Naomi get thrown out. Uh, when there's a little bit of cluster. Charlotte gets a victory after the match. Just like we told you last week, Asuka comes out, points to the sign, and makes the match. Asuka versus Charlotte at WrestleMania, which should give us Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax, as we said. Also, guys, for anybody listening, there was this weird tripod camera-looking thing outside on the hard camera side that was just sitting in the way that I don't know how any of these wrestlers didn't land on because it, it was brutal. Um, every time they bumped, I'm just, I'm cringing looking at it. Then in the main event, we get Baron Corbin, John Cena, Dolph Ziggler, Sami Zayn, AJ Styles, and Kevin Owens in a six way for the title. I went four stars on this. Um, I, I loved it. I thought this match was really good. If this wasn't a six-man cluster uh, for the quality of the match, I could have went higher, to be really honest with you. Everything worked on it. We saw in the beginning, um, Zayn runs right at Cena, gets hit with an FU. Owens runs right at him, gets hit with an FU or AA. Ziggler runs at him, gets hit with it. Corbin runs at him, gets hit with it. And then AJ fakes the run as Cena's kind of extending the arm, ready to hit all five of them with it. Crowd was hot. From there on out, we saw everything you could ask for. The only gripe I did have was we see Kevin Owens ready to get the victory, and Shane McMahon pulls him out of the ring to cost him. He gets or pulls the ref out. Owens is freaking out. Sami Zayn hits the haluva kick. He then pulls Zayn out at three to stop him from getting the victory. Uh, he costs both of them the title. This is where it led me to believe that that my source that said the Vince McMahon, Shane McMahon thing is really going to happen. 
continuous back and forth. There was an awesome spot where Cena went for an attitude adjustment, and when he threw him, Ziggler spun out and hit a Faye Master on the way down, which was fantastic. Um, just, I mean, it was a car crash, but it was a really good car crash. And then Styles out of nowhere after Zayn hits Cena with a pop of powerbomb, comes in, hits a phenomenal forearm, gets a three count, Styles wins. Cameraman does a fantastic job. He's on the floor, and we see the WrestleMania sign in the top corner as Shane McMahon walks past looking at both Owens and Zayn sitting across from each other on the guardrail on the ring side and basically laughs, although this WrestleMania is in the way. Now the camera slowly pans to the side, and you see Cena sitting in the corner, uh, a la Raven, and Styles in the middle of the ring holding the title and showing the two of them while still showcasing the WrestleMania sign. Camera then pans in. Uh, Cena moves the camera out of the way. It pans back out as we see Styles once again, still with the WrestleMania sign, who now begins to sell it. Uh, great camera work, as basic as it was, and as much as we complain about the WrestleMania pointing, but they did a fantastic job showcasing that this literally was the fast lane to WrestleMania. I, I, I really liked it. I really, really liked the end of this match. Everything went well. It went smooth. Now that you know, you, we really have the sympathy card for Cena. We don't know what's going to happen with them. We obviously don't know the rest of the guys. We do know Styles Nakamura is now going to happen. Card is starting to shape up. It should be a fun, what do we got, three weeks until Mania, three, four weeks. Um, 12, 19, 20, we, got, we have four, four Raws, four SmackDowns, so, so four weeks until. But, I mean, it was, it was a nice, fun show. I mean, Fastlane delivered in ways that a WWE pay-per-view hasn't delivered in a long time, and I think that is a testament to not having high hopes, you know. We, we go to into a lot of these assuming a lot. And look, I had no expectations for this. And it it superseded anything I've seen WWE have in a long time. Definitely worth a rewatch. Um, you know, like I said, you can skip the pre-show. You can skip the women's tag match. But, you know, Nakamura, Rusev, I gave three and a half. Rude, Orton, I gave three and a half. The, the main event, I went four. It was it was great all around. Um, you know, it, it was it was fun. It's exactly what you could ask for. I'm getting rushed off here, so we're going to uh, shove off for the evening. Uh, Alex has been clotheslined to hell by Bradshaw. That's why he is not talked anymore. But it was a, it was a great show, guys. If you're a pro wrestling fan, this last week has been tremendous. Go out of your way to catch everything you can. New Japan. Uh, check out Fastlane, even. It was really good. Uh, you could ignore SmackDown and Raw, though. <laughs> Those are what they were. Uh you know, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio TuneIn, the whole nine yards, you can catch us on all of that. We're excited to always have you listen. Hit us up on Facebook as well. We got the WrestleCast Radio fan page, uh, strongstylemedia.com as well. We get to get yourself some WrestleCast Radio wristbands. And I'm excited. We'll be back next week. We'll have the semifinals done, a couple Raw or whatever on SmackDown, some other fun news and tidbits as well. You can catch myself tomorrow night with George Jiskra. Sportscast Radio will be coming at you. We got a lot of NFL to talk about. Once again, baby, hey, LeBron, how does it feel to get your your rear end smacked by the Lakers on Sunday night basketball? Lakers beat them by like 20. LeBron, come to the dark side. 
And if you don't want to, that's fine. We got Julius Randle. He's going to keep dropping them, baby. This is WrestleCast. We thank y'all for listening. Before I send you off, I got to give you one more time. Why not, Doug? Who's trying to keep our now, dickhead? Using an overpriced trash bag. Pricey, pricey, pricey. A bag that breaks. Whippy, whippy, whippy. Or a smelly bag. Stinky, stinky, stinky. Time to switch to hefty, ultra-strong trash bags. Always at an ultra-low price. Hefty, hefty, hefty. There are best bags yet, and they cost less than Glad Force Flex were sold head-to-head. So you'll be... Happy, happy, happy. Hefty, ultra-strong with Arm & Hammer Odor Control. Available at Sam's Club. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Using an overpriced trash bag. Pricey, pricey, pricey. A bag that breaks. Whippy, whippy, whippy. Or a smelly bag. Stinky, stinky, stinky. Time to switch to hefty, ultra-strong trash bags. Always at an ultra-low price. Hefty, hefty, hefty. There are best bags yet, and they cost less than Glad Force Flex were sold head-to-head. So you'll be... Happy, happy, happy. Hefty, ultra-strong with Arm & Hammer Odor Control. Available at Sam's Club. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Yeah.